Hey folks, what is going on? This is Justin Masson from Nintendo Dads. <clears throat> and this um, this might sound like a very different opener <laughs> than what you're used to for the energy that we would typically have our show with. Um, and this – well, this isn't, this isn't a regular show. This isn't our normal show. Um, for those of you that are, are maybe unaware or, or haven't heard on social media or any of that um, – uh, this week, we were informed that our our good friend, uh, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru, had uh, had unfortunately lost his fight to COVID-19 and passed away last week. Um, it's been several days since we've received that information, and it's still pretty fresh. And uh, it's... It's hard to process that and to to deal with that. And I think we all thought that um, that Bobby was was going to come out of it, right? We'd received some updates um, uh, about a week ago that he was kind of out of ICU and was kind of on the the right direction. The right direction. <clears throat> um, so, I guess information uh, hit us all pretty hard. And uh, you know, Bobby, um, I've known Bobby for about five years now, uh, and I was just so so fortunate to to be able to be part of his his circle and for him to to kind of let let me in and be a friend um not just a friend of like the nintendo dads and you know those kind of like those you know soft f friends that you have but friends that you genuinely care about and connect with and are vested in and interested in and respect and value opinion and bobby bobby was that um you know, he was just such a, such a larger than life personality, um, such high, you know, energy and enthusiasm and passion. And, um, one of the things I, I really loved the most about Bobby and respected about him was his, his desire for community and his, his kind of ideal or his belief that community was not just like, you know, using the word community, but genuinely fostering and growing a community of people who, were kind to each other and respected each other and helped each other. And that wasn't just Bobby's community. And that wasn't just what he kind of believed there, but he believed that in, in, in just every community he was involved in, in every group he was a part of or every interaction. Um, he was just a, a person who genuinely cared and loved that you had the same passion as him and would love to spend that time um, with you and talk about it. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to, you know, have DMs with him and texts and private conversations and just, um, just an amazing individual who, who will be greatly missed and not just by, you know, us or the Nintendo dads, but by such a larger group of people. Um, because as you saw through social media, the interactions, the relationships, um, the people that he touched, um, were so many. And he really was like this kind of like anchor of the community, right? And he brought so many people together because of who he was or they'd be introduced to another podcast or another content creator or friend because of Bobby. He was kind of this connective tissue that drew so much of us together. And um, and that's hard. That's really hard to to understand. I never had an opportunity to sit down like face to face, you know meet face to face, sit down at a pub, have a drink, you know, share a meal, play some games together with Bobby. 
but I was fortunate enough to to be on his podcast and his him and ours so often. And the thing I thing I remember is I would always get just so excited to be to you know if Bobby asked me to be on Nintendo Talk or something or a Nintendo News Show. Yeah, I would love that. And it wasn't necessarily because hey, I get to talk video games, but it was because I get to talk with Bobby and the the friendship and the relationship that um, I had with Bobby. And I think that I've seen so many people echo was Bobby felt like a friend that you had known for, for decades, right? He, once, once you let him into your life, he was just in it. He was part of it. He was a fabric in it. He was a stitch in that, in that blanket and you were better for it. And I used to love just like, yeah, we, we talk about video games, but then like after the, after the post show, after the, the mics are off, um, you just sit there for like another hour to 90 minutes, just losing track of time and just connecting with them. It was like a friend that you hadn't seen for, for months and you were just so excited to spend that time together. And the reality is, is that we now don't have that time and that's hard and that's hard for us to, to understand. And I don't have an answer for, for how to get through it. Um, we all kind of deal with it differently. Um, and this is the best way that I know how for us to deal with it. So for this week, we're not going to have a regular podcast. Um, instead, we're going to rerun an episode. Um, as a matter of fact, our first episode with Bobby Pauls. Um, at this point, he was still, I think, referred to as the geek guru. He was in the middle of transitioning or rebranding to the Nintendo guru. And this is almost five years ago, actually. This is his first appearance on Nintendo Dads. Um, you want to throw, you know, call a throwback. Like this is Zach, myself, and Jesse five years ago, um, getting to connect with, with Bobby Pauls. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, a couple other programming statements. Um, we'll be back next week, um, with our regular scheduled content. Uh, Roger's base will, will join us again, um, as a special guest. But for now, please uh, enjoy this episode with Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo Guru. Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 72. On tonight's episode, we're joined by Bobby from the Geek Guru podcast to discuss our hands-on impressions with Mitomo and the My Nintendo service. It actually seems like Nintendo might actually be doing something right. What? Plus your questions and so much more. Zach, cue the music. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Dads Podcast. My name is Zach Erickson, and tonight is April 6th, 2016. Joining me tonight for some wonderful Justin, are you using a standing desk tonight? Justin Masson. I am, yeah. You you were like you were getting like a full on jig, and I was like, that is not a sitting that is not a sitting man's dance. Oh. You if you are if you do not check out our YouTube stuff, you need to see these sweet, relatively slightly obese white guy dance moves. So they're pretty they're pretty awesome. But I actually had a really heavy meal and I feel like I said I'm gonna fall asleep. Right so on. I'm, I am standing, but I man, I am excited to be here. I got two exciting things going on tonight. First, I got my shirt from uh from our Red Bubble store, which I love. Artwork done by our friend Adam over on Mega Dad 
Bobbyfilms.org. Plus, I am so excited that Bobby from the Geek Guru is joining us tonight. I was on his show on Saturday, and it was just, uh, we just kept talking forever. So this could be like the longest episode in history, uh, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, we are in if trouble. I, yeah, if I, if I pass out, don't question <laughs> right on joining us as well so bobby it's awesome to have you here man it's it's great as well joining us of course almost forgotten but not just uh jesse Waldeck from vgtribune.com jesse you've been having computer issues and are I, we i've just been sitting here quietly in the corner waiting for everyone else to get done with their intros so i think so i'll, I'll wait keep going yeah, we got the we, we we have a case of the giggles tonight. I don't know. We do. And Jesse's Jesse's computer. Jesse, I don't know if you're if Skype is doing that thing where it automatically turns you up and down. I think that's exactly what it's doing. Yeah. Well, because it suddenly was super hot. I think you might need to uncheck that box. Turning <laughs> Jesse up and down and it being super hot. That's the title of the show right yeah, there. I think. Absolutely. That's, turn. that's what my wife says. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's uh, let's head straight into the news, Jesse. If you can do that, if we need to pause to do that, we can. But uh, I, I just unchecked it. Let me know what I have to. If okay. I have to it up and down. Cool. Well, we're gonna head straight into the news, shall we? Do it. All right. And of course, the news this week is brought to you by our partnership with OneUpBox.com. Hey, guys, for um, you like awesome geek stuff, of course you do. Head over to OneUpBox.com, uh, check the subscribe button, and you get every single month a box of awesome goodness. Uh, this last month for March, it was Versus. There was a Batman versus t- um, Superman t-shirt in there. There was badges. There were stickers. There was all kinds of really awesome, sweet deal. But the great part is if you use the code Nintendo Dads, you get $3 off off your first box so guys check it out again oneupbox.com badges we don't need no stinking badges <laughs> also by is the that way, from the badge arcade yeah <laughs> also two things uh one uh don't eat wine gums during the the advertisement that's not a good idea i'm putting this that's a over. podcasting pro tip that's uh i'm gonna put that over there second um i'm sure they were super happy about having batman versus superman in their one up box Great promotional sort of thing, but um, let's all pour one out. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the news, shall we? Um, uh, Mitomo, Mitomo is out. Hey guys, how's Mitomo? How's how do you like it? I am three weeks into Mitomo now. How are you liking it? Uh, it, it launched. When was it? Last Thursday? Did it launch? Right? Yeah. Thir- yeah, yeah. Now? Thursday more. Was it Thursday morning or Friday morning? Uh, I, I think it was, Thursday. No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday morning. I know we we tried some. I think I tried staying up a little bit, thinking it might be at uh, like two a.m. my time mm-hmm. or three a.m. my time, because that's because that was the cutoff for getting the early early points. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it actually hit until more like six or seven. Because mm-hmm. I woke, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, checking the line chat, and they're like, "Nope, it's not up yet." Nice. So like, oh, hang- I've got my phone plugged in here. I'm going to do it again. I know I did this a couple weeks ago. Let's see what's going on. What's up? What's up? Wow. What did I get? A game ticket? Oh, man. Oh, and I earned a title of Cool Cat. I actually just wanted the music. Thanks, man. There we go. The, uh... The thing is, it's like, I'm curious about you because you've been playing it for a while, right, Zach? Yeah, well, here's the thing, and I don't want to, like, here's my immediate impression with this, and I want to get to your guys' in a sec, too. Actually, maybe I should get, eh, I'm going to give mine first, even though it might soil it. Um, Something that I've noticed with Mitomo now is that I have, 
how many friends do I have on here? I've got like, I'm going to unplug this because I, I don't think people want to actually hear that. Um, I've got like probably like 70 something friends. I'm realizing is that, that it? I, I, yeah, that's, I, I intentionally that, did that not. Like the game to me. I, I feel like I did not. Um, like I, well, I intentionally limited the friends that I have on there, but if somebody requested me, then I would, I would accept the request. And so I have something like 70. I have where, what? 87, 87. Um, and here's the thing that I'm noticing is that there seems to be an inverse relationship between how many friends I have and how much enjoyment I'm getting out of this game. <laughs> because, because the, that's, sorry, go that's ahead. Probably, that's probably exactly where I'm at too. And, and when, my I have one hundred seventy two friends. Oh gosh, yeah. So, see, I, I essentially what I've done is you know like I and I, and I still have four more people that who has requested friends that I haven't answered yet. And the whole purpose and like I think we'll get to to general impressions, but I guess for me, the draw of this was getting to interact with people that I know in order to get to know them, right and. It, to get to know them better people who are acquaintances or you know people who i know online and through various little things um sometimes i don't know the person and it's just this random person who that's fine like i i think it's great that i can listen to other people's answers or, or that they can listen to mine you know being and i think Honestly, for me, it's also a little bit different, like for us as podcasters, because a lot of people are interested in what we what we have to say. But I'm not necessarily I, I, I also would like to be able to listen to my own friends specifically and, and be able to highlight these are the people that I want to make sure that I hear about or hear their answers. And then the, these are some other people who it's great. I like to be friends with them, but I, I'm not. The, but I don't necessarily want to hear every single answer that they have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you exactly with that because the hardest thing for me is trying to find my friend. I've had, I, I'm killing you guys. I got 500 friends. Holy so, cow, dude. Yeah. And it's so difficult to keep up with who's who, because the hardest thing is like, well, the other day after we got done the show, I was going to take a picture. So Justin was easy to grab. So I found Justin. But when I was looking for Mark, the other guy that was on the show with us, I have three different Marks. And I'm like, well, which one's him? And I'm having to, like, look at his wardrobe and his face. And I'm like, okay, this looks a little bit like the Mark I want. And I grabbed him. And it was. It turned out it was him. But that's a little bit difficulty right there. I feel like if it's a Facebook friend or a Twitter friend, it should have the logo stay the same way as when they, when they send you the friend request. If it's someone you know... Mm -hmm. It has their little Facebook or Twitter uh, yes, icon next to their Absolutely. Name. That, yeah, I think that would make it easier. But to, to to add on to what you're saying, like I do feel like it's – I'm starting to get a, a better feel for it as the days go on, and I'm starting to like it a little bit more. Like I think it depends on your friends more or less and what their interaction is because like just a little bit ago, like one of my buddies tweeted me, and uh, Sean Capri, he tweeted me and was like, you know, look at this answer that you posted. And it, it was kind of funny. You know? So that type of stuff, I think, is where the interest comes from me. But overall, it's not the most solid thing. I think the only thing that's really keeping me is all the uh, rewards that I'm getting. through. Oh, exactly. That's exactly it, right? Like I, 
I um, and we'll get to my Nintendo in a second too. But I think that it is uh, it's the recent activity. It seems like they just dump everything into this recent activity tab, right? So like I'm looking at it right now, and it has one of mine uh, or one of mine, one of mine. And so basically, the way it seems to order it is here are all of the ones that you that all of the ones of my answers that have new comments, then it will start showing ones that I commented on um, and that have a new comments, but I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily interested in those, but it bunches them all in the same feed. Um, and then, you know, and then maybe way down at the bottom, we have, um, you know, ones that I have just hearts for like new hearts. And I I'm think like, your best option is to jump into friends. Cause that's where I'm starting to find, but you've got to spend you've got to spend candy in order to get the you don't have to you don't have to they'll give you a couple answers for free and then you'll have to spend the candy okay you know but when you have you look at the list and when everybody that's on the list and typically has like a red dot next to them okay sure one or two questions that you can listen to for free and then you have to spend the Mm -hmm. candy after that but i have like 60 pieces of candy so i'm just like whatever here yeah a piece you know yeah but not like spending the candy because it kind of feels like it's that doesn't that's what it's a thrill behind it and well and that's all that's there too like that's all it's there for yeah uh, the candy right so yeah um i would you know i I, i'd kind of uh agree with and, and you know we brought this up on on bobby's episode or when i was on bobby's uh the geek guru podcast on saturday but I think what it needs to do, um, you know, we've kind of gone through the, you know, you know, Bobby's got over 500 friends. I've got over 115. What I need to be able to do that solves this is to be able to group and bundle, right? Yeah, so I make lists. To, yeah, like so I want to be able to slide through. And it, it almost kind of reminds me of Google+. Plus. One of the good things that Google+, Plus actually did as a social media platform was it allowed you to create create groups, right? So there was community. There was friends. There was kind of like acquaintances Your almost, circles right? i think is circles what they call yeah it, right? they call yeah. circles essentially right but but i want to be able to to drop in there like so here's the nintendo dad's community right so these are people that i actively are engaged with in our community and i want to be able to talk to them directly great then there's a column of like all my podcast connections right so like bobby's in there right then there's like the friends group right and then there's this kind of like people i don't really know on the internet but they want to connect right yeah. and i want to be able to decide which of those columns i want to connect into to see what's going on. I think that for me feels like, and I was saying it before, if this indeed wants to move from being, you know, Nintendo has it qualified as a social experience. If Nintendo wants it to be able to move into a platform where it's competing against a Twitter, a Facebook, a line, my messenger, whatever it is, it needs to be able to have one-to-one communication and create groupings in a way that actually has value. I, I think another, yeah, adding on to that too, I think one of the one of my big issues with it, kind of going back to what you said as well, Bobby, is that is that the idea that there's no there is no profile picture like there is on literally every other social media platform. Yeah. And so, like, especially for for myself, like I try some I mean, sometimes like maybe a better example is like Nintendo Dads, right, where we have a very specific profile picture. You see it and you're like, that's Nintendo Dads right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to look at the picture and say, okay, I know who this person is. Whereas on here, all that you really have is a me, right? Yeah. And and after a while, all the me's start looking the same, right? Yeah. And so and so I think as well, 
they need to, I, I don't know who it is. Like I could be talking to somebody very specific that I, that I know very personally, but they ended up choosing a screen name or this and that. And it ended up, it ends up losing, like, I don't even know who I'm talking, who's, whose answer I'm talking or I'm yeah. listening to. Right. So uh, I, I think that, I think the one thing too, and I'm curious where you guys stand on this too, is obviously, like we said before, and, and it's been mentioned time and again, it's like the Nintendo fans are going to jump on this and go, yeah. but are you getting your like normal friends starting? Cause I'm starting to get friend requests from normal friends. That I was like, wow, you found out about this. And it's kind of, that's kind of cool to start seeing friends starting to pick it up. And I've only had about three. So out of my 500 friends, three of them are just people that I wouldn't even quantify as being like Nintendo people and, and knowing about this. And then the guy that I work with, when I went into work, he's like, Hey, what's this me Mo thing? Like I went into the app store and I saw, you know, me Mo and I saw Nintendo. What exactly is it? So I, I explained it to him and he actually downloaded and he started using it. So, but are you guys seeing any, like, I would say common people? Or, yeah. Or I, I've, I've, I've got a couple of, of, I like the word common folk, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, people who would not be what I would call like, like us, right. The Nintendo faithfuls, the Nintendo fanboys who are definitely on it, but a couple of people who are kind of like the, the, the common medium person. I have had a couple of those and I was like, Oh, you've jumped into it. And they're like, yeah, it's, you know, I found it in the app store. I recognize Nintendo. This looks, you know, in the words that were there, they said, they're like, oh, this looks cute. I recognize those me's. And we talked about this on your episode, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Of, of the visibility of the me, right? The me is such a accessible, almost icon of casual gaming that Nintendo created back when the Wii was created that I think that's where the draw is, right? Like that's the thing that sucks it in. Um, so it will be interesting to see what the long, long tooth of it is, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just went into the app store and Matomo was the first banner I saw. Boom. Well, it was the top of the app store, right? The, it was the most downloaded free app on the iOS app store. Uh, now, I did, I did see someone had posted, I guess it was an article and I think they dropped it into my, my Facebook group. Um, and they basically, what the article was basically saying was like, Nintendo's 87th out of 100 in terms of, like, revenue earned yep. from their apps. And the, the person was like, oh, this isn't boding well for Nintendo. And I was like, listen, there's hundreds of thousands of apps. So for me, for Nintendo to be ranked in the top 100 after only not even five days out, that to me says that it's working for them and it's doing something. Now – you know, it's not going to be an Angry Birds or anything like that where it's going to skyrocket to number one until they start getting into the customizable stuff. Meaning, like for us, like the, the Nintendo stuff. Like if my guy, if I can buy a Link suit or a Samus suit or things like that, then I'm going to probably be willing to spend a little bit. But the the kicker for me is if they can maneuver from, if they can add some Tomodachi life stuff to it. Meaning, if I can change my apartment. So I can customize my apartment yeah. in, in addition to my clothes, you know, where I can have like a Mario statue or a Link statue or something in my apartment. And then that, I think, is where they're going to start earning the money from us, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Nintendo fan. The casual fan, I'm sure they're going to make money off the cat suit and the hot dog suit and stuff, you know, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend real money on stuff like that. Yeah. And the interesting part is like, so that's, I mean, that's off of the app store in relation to spending money, right? But yeah. there's this kind of 
there's this kind of second level that's actually baked into it, right? So, I mean, we'll transition when we talk about the my the my Nintendo rewards, but right. But if I earn Mitomo points or platinum points, I get fifteen percent off on something. Or if I have enough gold, I get thirty. Well, that's convertible into maybe I wouldn't have purchased that game beforehand, but now, but now I am, right? So, for example, as Majora's Mask, I get thirty percent off, huh? You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I would probably wouldn't have bought it at full price, but at thirty percent, hmm, yeah, maybe or thirty percent off, I might, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's some of those conversion points as well in there that I think will be an interesting revenue for them. Yeah, I think, and going back to you know the fact that it's eighty-seven, eighty-seven out of a hundred in the first week. Yeah, and Kimishima, you know, a, a while ago he had even said something to the effect of, you know what, with this like. Mitomo, their their goal is not to make a ton of money with Mitomo. What their goal is is to get as many people with Nintendo accounts as possible, and yeah. that is, and the fact that you can buy coins there, honestly, I think is more of just like setting the expectation. Yes, we will have microtransactions. This is going to be a thing, um, but not necessarily, you know, just kind of putting themselves alongside any other, uh, you know, app creator who has microtransactions in their app. I think that well, that's, if that's what he's looking for. And if that's what Nintendo's goal was, that I think they're pretty successful because what they do, 3 million downloads mm-hmm. within, you know, once they opened up the United States and, and Europe or North America and Europe, it went from a million when they did, because Japan was an instant million. And a lot of people were like, Oh, how many of those were Americans and Europeans that were were grabbing these because they wanted to be involved right away? It showed that like maybe it wasn't as many as people thought because we they did get another couple million upon that. So I think the, the total right now is right around three or four million. So if that's immediate, you know, it, and you got to think that like at least 99 percent of those people created Nintendo accounts on top yeah. of just. Like, yeah, the, the, the they them. definitely incentivize you to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like let's, let's kind of put this in context for just a couple seconds. And I don't have the numbers off my head exactly, but I know them roughly. The Wii U Smash Brothers sold just over 3 million copies in its life cycle worldwide. Yeah. Wow. This app has been out for just over a week and is hitting that threshold. Yeah. Three, three weeks in Japan, one week everywhere else. Yeah. So that's so when you think about that from a from a from a long term perspective, that's a that's a little bit insane. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, you're what you're over a year. You yeah. Know, like you know, a year and six months, maybe you know, yeah. a little less than that. Like, so if if you look at that in those perspectives, like that's huge mm-hmm. to think that they you know that quickly. Now, of course, you're looking at one that costs sixty bucks and one yeah. that's free. But at the end of the day. That's what they want. They they want to get us locked in because honestly, they got me hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly bouncing back and forth. Like it's almost like Tomo and my Nintendo account are hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. I'm back and forth and going, what do I need to do to earn a couple extra coins today? And yeah. and I'm doing it, you know? It it is it is such a you know, such a ring a bell and salivate, right, kind of scenario where you know, in the morning when I wake up, one of the free, you know, I'm kind of checking my Twitter feed, kind of wake up for the first couple moments. The first thing I do is I go through Mitomo yeah. and I listen to those 10 requests and I put in my three answers and I get those points. I go change an outfit. And then what I have to do after that is kind of like, and I'm done. Like I have to put it down for the day or else it's going to, it's going to suck my life and my battery away. So I need to do this. Right. But sure enough on, you know, on Monday morning, 
I went into the eShop and I went into the Meverse and I got those additional coins and you know, yeah. and you're watching your little your little tanks fill up and you're like, oh, my platinum ones, they're like overflowing and falling on the ground, right? And you're like, have you redeemed yours, by the way? I have not. My my yeah, my pot of gold and things just keep flowing. Nothing in there has grabbed my eye yet because again, there's some of them are switching over in five one, right? I'm like, hey, if I have a plethora of stuff, I'm gonna really. What is what's switching over in in May? Five five one when we get over. Well, let's. How about we hold that until we get over to? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, my sure. rewards up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, some your. <laughs> oh boy. Hang on. Pause. Okay, so, we're back. <laughs> so so Bobby was talking about cashing in his points. So Bobby, what yes. happened for you there, buddy? Okay, so I cashed in. I got the Zelda Picross. I spent a thousand coins to get it. But the one thing that I was saying was the one thing that I really, really liked about it was it then opened up this new feature that Nintendo has embraced, which is immediate downloads. Like yeah. I had the choice of typing in a code or sending it right to my 3DS, which I did. And it just said, put your 3DS to sleep. I closed it a couple minutes later, opened it up, boom, there it was. So for me, that's huge. Like, I think that's the big thing. And that feature, I think, is available for pretty much every game now. Because I, yes. I, in addition to that, I bought, I think about four games, uh, three on the 3DS and one on the Wii U. And uh, did that, use that method, you know, from the Nintendo website, Picked every game that I wanted to buy, and had it send it through my Nintendo, my the my Nintendo account, and they all worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed it has seemed, you know, we were we were joking about this even before. It was kind of like it's almost too easy. Yeah, and, yeah, it's like uh, what? Why and it is feels this? very non-Nintendo in those ways, right? And I mean, even even if you kind of boil, like, we, I mean, our earlier conversation about Mitomo, but even, like, think about Mitomo and your responses, I, I can write anything I want in those responses, and that little person's going to say it. Which is really non-Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That is so non-Nintendo. <laughs> I've yeah. heard some pretty terrible well, things come I've, out of some Mies mouths this week. I've heard an explanation of why that happens. Okay. <laughs> in the, the 3DS... All the profanity filters are in the system at the keyboard language level. Mm. So it's not in the app. So when they wrote this app, they wrote the app the way they would write an app with the 3DS. Mm. And the the iOS and the Android keyboards don't have the filter. Right. (laughs) So it'll just do what you type in. Well, I think another another point that um, I was just catching up on, I think it was our Radio Free Nintendo, another point that they made over there that I thought was interesting was, you know, this is very uncharacteristic, especially if when you consider Swap Note and how they freaking mm-hmm. shut that thing down because of what the potential was there. Yeah. Um, but then if you consider, well, part of the concern was that that the 3ds is nintendo's hardware platform right everything anything that happens on there is straight up nintendo like it's up to them to tighten that business up whereas if they're on android or ios um it's not their hardware and so you know if they probably have apps that can do 10 times worse exactly right like the looking at what what the expectation is from the consumer as well like i mean what's tinder 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Like go and go and look at like kick or, you know, some of those weird, there's lots of stuff on there. There's an Ashley Madison app, right? I mean, like, you you know what I mean? So there's, so there's uh, a little bit more there. I think that it is still interesting. I don't know. I like that it's unfiltered because uh, I, I think that it's, it, and I mean, you, you see the same thing right now with, um, you know, with some of the me photos that I've seen on, mm-hmm. you know, it's published online as well, where it's just like, wow, like, I don't know if Nintendo particularly cares that uh, I think they actually probably are, are good to just leave it because they're allowing Nintendo's more mature fans to kind of shape the Nintendo brand into something that is more appealing to them. Right. And it almost becomes a sort of viral marketing sort of side where it's like, look at this absolutely obscene me photo. That's hilarious. And and allow the viral marketing to kind of go that way, too. So, well, I think, too, and I wonder how much DNA has involvement with this, because we know how Nintendo is. And we've all heard the stories of like when they tried to get voice chat included and or maybe we haven't heard all the story. But I remember listening to NBC a while ago, a couple of years ago, and they had where they were talking about where Nintendo was partnered and they were trying to get voice chat onto certain things. And like, there's these huge arguments taking place right in the meeting rooms where, you know, they're screaming at each other and one side wants it. Another side doesn't want it. And then they decided not going to go with it. I wonder how much DNA is just like, Hey, look guys, you, you need to revolutionize a little bit here. You have, you're competing with Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram and all this other stuff. And they don't censor. You can't, you know, you can't start censoring stuff because people are just going to leave immediately. So, yeah. um, I, I, you know, like us, we get it. We understand what Nintendo's about. We understand what it represents. You know, our normal everyday so-and-so friends and stuff like the people we work with, they don't get it. And if they get sit there and go like, Oh, I try to make a joke and I try to do this thing and it wouldn't even let me like, this is stupid. Yeah, you're going to lose people that way. That, that would have been that would have been suicide, and I like that they're they're unfiltered that way. Yeah. Um, talking about like they've said that they're going to continue to explore ways to update the game. Um, I think it's funny that I say game; it's kind of a game. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think would be good additions to Mitomo that would um, that would kind of ensure your continued interest in it? Well. Before kind of before we go there, I wanted to kind of backtrack of what you said earlier about how the more friends you have, you kind of have a decreasing experience. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder, and, and, and I'm agreeing with you. And you know, I, I'm hitting this app less and less every day. Um, I wonder how different that would be if they never enabled the mutual friends mm. advice. Yeah. I think that might have been the better thing to do. It might actually have been that. better off without the mutual friends thing. The friends because of friends. Because with the original version 1.0.0 didn't allow that. That was added at, at with version 1.1.0, which got updated the day before it launched in North America. Mm-hmm. My, only, my only thing with that is <clears throat> there are people that I'm legitimately friends with on either Facebook or Twitter, and I wasn't able to connect with them at all. And then a couple of days later... I get a friend request from that person and it says that we have mutual friends. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like I know I'm friends with this person on either Twitter or Instagram, or, I mean, or on Facebook and it wasn't connecting me. So 
that's there's an issue there with that. Yeah, that that's an issue. Yeah, yeah, that's that I I have specifically followed you know, mutually followed people on Twitter in an attempt to become friends with them on Mitomo and it hasn't worked. So yeah. I don't know what that's about either. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Because it doesn't it doesn't, you know, it doesn't compile in your list to say like, okay, you can add this person. Like I'm adding people that are all sending me requests. I haven't sent any requests because when I go through to do requests, it's like three people and I don't even know who they are. So I don't mm-hmm. even add them. So I don't know, you know, how this is all working out. It's kind of strange, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I definitely think there's some UI issues there that they need to iron out. Um, for sure. Like that's, I think that is, you know, making it a little bit more like a social network as far as having some sort of like a profile or something like that, just a little bit. And they kind of have that with the, the, here's your personality test and things like that. And it seems like just about everybody ends up getting the same thing, which is like outgoing charmer or something like that. Yeah. A lot of people seem to be getting the same one. Um, yeah. but, uh, I think looking at Tomodachi life, there are a few, a few, um, things that they could gamify this a little bit more. That would be really yeah. cool. It would be neat to be able to, have maybe some relationship stats i don't know if they would actually do this but you know like in tomodachi life they had there was a sort of it a lot of it was under the hood but but have the option or the trying to you know these are my best friends or these are my me's best friends i should say because those are different than you know it's funny it's funny too how by the by the way how it's like no, this is not my friend. This is my friend's me, and this is my me. And it's 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 interesting that it everybody has their own me, but it is not the person. Like it's two separate entities. I think it's really funny. But yeah, um, but but I, I think the one thing that I would like that they do in Tomodachi Life is like I would like the ability to like when I go into the game. It's happened a few times. Like I'll go in and I'm not there, and it says that I'm at so and so's house. Like I would like the ability to go over to that house and see. And I would like almost there to be more interaction because like with Tomodachi life, like I would go to another house and I'd see my, my me playing, you know, Wii U with another me or, you know, running around in circles or rolling around the floor, just doing goofy things. Yeah. That was, that was that, hilarious. That would be fun. Well, that, that was some of the funniest stuff in, uh, in, uh, tomodachi life was oh something's going on at the town square and it's like some weird rap battle right mm-hmm. <laughs> just weird stuff like that or just yeah. or or you would go and oh like well let's go over to the carnival and there would be people or the diner you know there's here's here's uh you know justin and jesse having some weird conversation about you know watermelon seeds or something like yeah. really weird but uh but fun. i think that they could take a lot of the stuff in tomodachi life and put it straight into mitomo and it would work Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Did either of you, Justin and Jesse, neither of you played Tomodachi Life, right? I did not know. Uh, nor did I. Yeah. See, I, man, I, I might actually, it, this kind of makes me want to go back to it too. Like it's. Me too. Me too. Because it was, it was so weird. Like it was, it was really weird. Um, but in, it's, in it's a really quirky, good. But it, but it worked. It, yeah. You know, like I, they can eliminate the food and all that stuff. You don't necessarily need the, the food aspect of it, but like, like I said, like the apartments, like I thought that was cool. I, and I, I like think they, the apartments. Like you try to put, you know, you try to put your apartment in the game anyway. You're trying to put the character in the game with the theme apartment that you would have. So I would like the fact of like, hey, you can buy this apartment and put your character in there and stuff like that would be to me. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. 
Uh, and that kind of brings up as well the, uh, you know, they've said that they're going to be five, to- is it five total, Justin? Um, five, yeah, total yeah, five. S- smartphone apps in uh, by the end of this fiscal year. And uh, that is like at least one per quarter, right? Uh, yeah. which is which is kind of insane if you think about it which would to me at least suggest that we can expect the next next one to be announced my guess is that it will be announced at e3 i uh, i'm gonna guess either it's going to be announced at e3 on that day available to per- to download or it's gonna be there just right before it yeah yeah, it's uh, and, and they have said, if I'm not mistaken, they have said that they're at some point they're going to start implementing like Nintendo characters into these games as well. Correct? Yeah, they've said the second correct. one. The second one, I think they. I don't know if they specifically said it, but my guess, my guess is the next one is going to be a Mario title. Yeah, they did say that the next th- um, the next mobile game will use a popular, well-known Nintendo character. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to be a? Do you think it's Mario? Do you think it's uh, tingle, tingle. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was yeah. thinking tingle, and I was it's, like, "It's way too." You know, I don't think. I think that tingle. They maybe. <laughs> I, can't, got, I can't believe we're having this conversation. That's going to be tingle. All right, let's just now, let's be real. It could well, potentially yeah. be Link. It'll be Link's crossbow well, training from, too. From, on... Remember, in Japan, there's like four tingle games that never came out of that country. Yeah. that character is popular in japan yeah i'm not i'm not i like how like really upset you sound you're like yeah (laughs) no i don't i i i that was my that was my my therapist i don't agree at all but i'm not gonna tell you (laughs) that that, which it it was very i'm a man i can take it yeah but that's uh here's the thing is that i think that essentially what to be straight doc It's never gonna happen. Jesse. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. Uh, I, 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 I do think that um I do think that there's uh that it's gotta be one of their biggest ones. It's gotta be a Mario or Zelda. There's I could see I could see like Dr. Mario coming. Like oh uh, yeah, Dr. Something Mario. with DK. What if they basically turn you know that the sort of drag and drop Dr. Mario? Yeah. Um I can definitely see them doing something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, what else? I mean, you have to think an aspect of they're going. Well, they have said that they're going to charge for games too, and they're going to make it like you know a fifteen to twenty dollar game. You know, so that's a possibility as well. They could I could even see do like putting yeah. in a Doctor Mario and doing like a free to play, but also doing a you know you could just buy the game in whole, and there you go. Yeah, I think as well. What you what they could do is another. And I think we've talked about this before, but take that that amiibo, uh, Mario and and Donkey Kong game, and port that to a phone. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess maybe not necessarily a phone, but more of a tablet. Maybe a phone. I don't know. Um, I guess yeah. really, really that. I mean, if you look at your phone screen and then you look at a DS screen, it's not that different, right? Like, and, and they said, now here's a question: Did they say that? And I can't remember, and that's why I'm asking. Did they say that they're going to do five apps or five games? Because I think five apps. I, could, I mean, because I could see like an eShop app coming, or a you know Mario Maker app, like basically giving you a like a, a rather than having to go to the website and do all that stuff, like where you can search. You know, what I would really love, I would love a Mario Maker like builder app 
yeah. where you can build a level and then send it right to your game. Honestly, what I really want, and this is, I mean, this seems so straightforward, is I want basically a Nintendo version of the PlayStation app. I don't know if anybody here yes. has the PlayStation app, yes. but it's got it's got your friend list. It's got a link straight to the store. It's got, uh, you know, you all of the achievements so you could have my Nintendo right in the app. Yep. Um, they basically need to look at Sony's app and just, yep. I, I don't, because right now I have... I have my Nintendo bookmarked onto my home screen, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I mean, it's great. It's got this cool little smartphone logo. It looks exactly like a smartphone app, uh, you know, the website does. And so, but, to, but let's be honest, doesn't it feel like this is the direction they're going in? Like, yeah, let's be honest. This is the fir- we're, we're all longtime Nintendo fans. This is the first time that it actually feels like in a long time. I mean, look at with the Nintendo, with the NES, the SNES. It felt like that was an era where it felt like Nintendo could do no wrong. Everything they gave us was a home run every single time. It feels almost like they finally got their stuff together, and it feels like they're starting to understand how everything works. And it's it's strange, you know. Like I truly believe that like they're they're looking and they're listening and they're going, okay, you want this? We're going to give it to you. Like that eShop. To me, that as seamless as it is, as smooth as it is, that was mind blowing for me. Like to me, that was the best thing that came out of last Thursday. Like me too, was cool. My Nintendo was cool. That ability to buy games and just send them right to your device is huge. It's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. You know, like an example. Last week, I was talking to um, to a buddy of mine on Twitter, and we're back and forth in DMs, and we're we're talking, and he says, "Hey, have you tried this game?" And I was like. No, what is it? And he tells me, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, is it available in the eShop? He said, yeah. I looked up on the store, clicked download. I walked downstairs, and it was already there. And it was just sitting there. I was like, this like, is what? awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was like this. I'm like, it worked. Like, holy cow, you know? So I, I think now, we're – is that Does this work with everything? It, it that, oh, it does. Okay. Sorry, I was just yeah. I'm just on their website right now and looking, and it does say buy digital right there, and it's yeah. I'm logged yeah. into my account. Yep. Wow. And as long as your account is linked – you know what I mean? Like as long as your 3DS is linked to your Nintendo ID and your Wii U is linked to your Nintendo ID, it will go right to the device. Wow. This is like the future. Except that <laughs> except that Microsoft and Sony fans have had this forever. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, and the thing that interests me the most, and this is kind of the point that I think we're all kind of like if 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 this is what we're excited about, right? We're excited about a really clean eShop interface that's really easily easy to use. Uh, a mobile game that's kind of weirdly addictive, but we seem to like it. A reward system that seems to be very easy to use. Yeah. Like the thing that this has done more for me as a Nintendo fan, as we've watched the last year and a year, half, two years of Nintendo, this has given me hope. Right. I think yeah. this is what you're talking about, Bobby, right? There's a hope now that I'm like, they might have, you know, like, like, let's face it, Nintendo has been this underdog for the last you know, generation at least that we're kind of, and we've always been like, no, you're going to do it one day. And it's like, Oh oh my God, the one day might actually be here. Yeah. And, um, what I'm so, it's got me so hyped for now is I want to see what's around that corner. I want to see what's it, what the NX is. I want to see their strategy bigger. I want to see how these things are connected. I want to see how I purchase Zelda for the NX, but I can play, I have access to some part of it on my mobile and like, I want to see their globalized strategy for how all this works together, because that is the hook. 
Yeah. That Holy is the cow. thing that will keep us yeah. going forever. I'm just looking at this online. I'm looking at this online version of the East shop and I'm just like, wow. First, my only it's amazing, right? Like, well, it's like straight up like panels with art. My only concern here or not concern is my only question is why did they call it the game store on the website? Their website calls it a game store and not the eShop. I don't know. Let's you can't fix all of the problems in life, all right? Exactly. Get your branding straight, man. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, new 3DS. You're going to ask that question, really? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing I thought of is you, if you buy something from eShop that's more than $5, you get some gold coins. Yeah. So we met, and Bobby mentioned that future Nintendo apps will likely charge 15 to 20 bucks. Yeah. Are we going to get gold coins for those purchases too? I'm sure we will. Uh, no, I think you get platinum. Well, Mitomo, you get platinum coins, right? Listen, this is what I want, and and this is this is what I'm hoping oh. it leads to. I want that when I walk into the Nintendo World Store in New York City, I get coins for walking into their store, mm-hmm. and I want that when I go to Universal Studios and I go into the Nintendo section, I get coins for being in there. Like I think that at that point. Is a game changer. I think that that is takes it from because for me it's it's like look, Microsoft, Sony, micro, Sony's not doing this, but Microsoft basically does something very similar with their achievements. Where if you play the game for so long and you do this, you do that, you you unlock rewards and all that. So this is basically they're they're taking from Microsoft and this. But the one thing that they don't do and they don't really have the ability to do is to add real life things to this. You know, like hey, I go to an amusement park that's Nintendo themed and I'm earning credit while I'm there, you know, because you got to think of it like they could put a geofence up when you walk in with your phone, it will recognize that you're there. It's all linked together. And then boom, you're earning credit. That to me is when Nintendo totally starts to, to kill it with this, this whole thing. And I yeah. think that's coming. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that it's coming. And I think, I think a very real possibility with that too, is something like a, my Nintendo app, that you go in and they you pull up your smartphone and they scan your QR code and that triggers something in your account. Yes. Like I think that's a very real possibility too for sure. So Yeah. Uh right on. Well, uh as well the I guess the last thing with this that we haven't talked about a ton is my Nintendo. Um and what do you guys how do you guys feel about the uh the different options uh that they is it my.nintendo.com? Yes it is. Yes. It's both actually. I yeah. think if you type in either of them, it'll send you to it. Yeah. So mynintendo.com, essentially, you know, you we've got our options here. Not really any surprises, right? Like it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um I personally have bought the Mario suit in Mitomo because our cover art is me is I'm wearing the Mario costume, so you know, I gotta have that. Uh, and I also <laughs> got um I also got WarioWare touched. So yeah, so I've got uh, I've gotten both of those, and I think I have enough to buy one of these themes if I want it. But uh, I've here's, here's I've been sitting earning I've been sitting earning coins for a little bit longer than you guys, I think. So now, did you guys get the special hidden coins on the website? Yeah, you yeah. click on the in the on the box at the bottom of the screen, right? Yeah, but there was also a coin like laying on the ground. Yep. Yeah, I think if they just show that. up every once in a while. Yeah, that that's another weekly thing. You go to yeah. go to this website once a week, you can get thirty coins for that. Which I think that's, I mean, it's cool. It's its making you go places so, so and just, do things. So like once a week, just hitting three sites, you'll get almost 100 coins. You know, My yeah. Nintendo, Miiverse, eShop. Yep. Of which I still have to hit my eShop. So 
I, I think Sweet. like for, for the mine, my, my Nintendo, uh, it, cause obviously it's, it's the rewards that kind of keep coming back to you. Right. But I mean, I think like right out the gate, you know, pick cross is available. Uh, the Mitomo suits, there's Mitomo, um, tickets to purchase. Then there is the, you know, using platinum or Mitomo points or coins, there is the 15% off deals, right? So in for mine, and I'm going to assume guys, same for you guys, uh, 15% off Zelda Wind Waker, Yoshi's Woolly World, um, Le- Link Between Worlds, and Animal Crossing New Leaf plus uh, 3D um, Super Mario 3D Land. Now, the nice part about, about those is, I mean, those are those are good games. Yeah. Right? Like, they're not throwing shovelware at you. They're throwing exactly. really good games. Like, well, in my case, those are games I already own. Sure, yeah, yeah they are, they're already what you own. But, I mean, you know, I mean, those are... If you don't own them, those are great games to pick up. And a 15% deal off, that's great. I mean, Yoshi's Woolly World only came out in April. Last year, we were raving about Yoshi's Woolly World. Like, these are great yeah. games. And then you roll into the gold section, right, where it's 30% off. And, I mean, you've got Splatoon, Captain Toad, um... There's some deal uh, like these, like this, uh, this super new super Luigi U. I don't have that, and I'm like, oh, it's yeah. 170 coins. That's not too shabby. Like, yeah, I, and it's and it's it, it, and it's a meaty it's a meaty DLC package. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not like just one level or two levels. Like, there's it's a full game, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but if you can't get past the second or third level, it's not you lose fun really quick. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the- like, and that one, I mean, that's essentially now, Justin. It, do we get additional coins because we're in Canada because we're paying more for the same thing? <laughs> well, the I interesting don't know how part, they... part is, I mean, it's based. It, so actually, there's there's a question I want to. So put a pin in that one for a second. Zach. Oh, you is know what? Something... You, I okay. Sorry. Go ahead. We we put can a, put a pin, pin in it. <laughs> put a pin in that one for a second because I do want to come back to that because I think Nintendo has done something very subtly that I don't know if we're all really aware of because I want I want you guys to float the question but the rewards so for the 15 percent off the 30 percent those roll and and come to something new they are only valid until may 1st so if you actually oh. click on them they said the offer um reward available until may 1st 2016 at 2 a.m mm-hmm. so basically may 1st when you come in here you can expect to see a brand new set of 15 percent off stickers and 30 percent that's off a monthly and so yeah. the so the the discounts are a monthly deal Correct. Um, the the DLC packs like same with the Mario here. suit. By the way, the yeah, Mario, Mario suit is only for April. Same thing with the themes. Those are only until the end of May. What seems to be sticking around a bit longer is some of the games you could download. So, for example, Fusion is until August. Um, I think I was even seeing um, six golden coins until July. So they so I mean they're going to actively be switching out this the what's available to you as well. Now there is another section in the rewards which is um, in your profile, which is offers just for you. Whoa, wait, right? what? Now, there is there is a section where if you go to, like, your profile yeah, and you click on account settings. Okay. No, not the account settings. Where'd it go? Bear with me one second here, folks. This is the library. Men- is it the menu on the top left? Uh, nope, that's not it either. I'll have to find it in a second. I had it a couple moments ago. I will find it for you. But it can actually say spe- there's actually, like, a special offers just for you. Now there's nothing in there currently. Um, maybe it disappeared. Oop. But I find that interesting that eventually they'll just be like, "Hey, maybe it's your birthday, so here you go." Yeah, like, we're gonna give you. Um, I think it dis- it must have disappeared because I don't see it anymore. Okay. Uh, but the thing I want to talk about for putting a pin in it, if we go to missions, mm-hmm. uh, and we're talking, so this is Zach, you talking about, you know, do we earn more? So we're scrolling through here. Okay, I get ten golden coins for seven dollars to 
14. You know, we're going up to okay, fifty six dollars to sixty eight ninety nine fifty. All right, so See, they are, these numbers, they are, yeah, these numbers they are, are different. Blah, blah, blah. They are accounting for uh, currency, okay? Because my ten coins is five dollars to nine ninety nine. Okay, so like ours 20. is seven dollars to thirteen ninety nine. So then we roll into now. Here's the interesting part. Then we're rolling into it for sixty golden coins in Canada between sixty nine dollars and eighty three dollars. Wow. Yeah, this is where I mentioned in Twitter that Nintendo is future proofing and maybe yep. hinting toward what NX game pricing might be. Exactly. High end Canada. Look, at, look nine, at the high end one. Yeah. $97 or more, you get 80 coins. Yeah. Because right now, nothing is over $59.99 in North America. So yeah. that, that's the 60 coin. So we have the 70 coin and the 80 coin. That's even on top of that. The 80 coin for, for America starts at $70 or more. But, but here, I mean, here's a great example. Like in Canada, I know that the Star Fox bundle with uh, Project Guard and Star Fox is seventy-five dollars in Canada. Oh. Will, that, will that land you the seventy coin? That will get that will get us to sixty coins. So we're sitting 60, right in that. So coins. I mean, you're getting near the top threshold of what they had originally planned out. Well, and I mean, the, you look at things like if if they had done a digital um, a digital bundle of uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Right, that was over a hundred dollars here. Yeah. Right, and so well, I think it was a hundred dollars, and so having that be that full eighty. So yeah, I think that that's they are they're future proofing with that for sure. But at least because I think too, at least there's got to be a way for the physical stuff to get in there. You know, like you said, I paid yeah, I paid ninety dollars for my Fire Emblem Fate Special Edition. So there's got to be a way for me to bring that home and register that because if it's just strictly digital. They're going to run into problems real quick. Yeah, and I think what we had said, we had said last week, uh, Bobby, as well, was that it would be really confusing for consumers if they just started putting those physical copy inserts into games for a really established uh, software line already. Like you, mm-hmm. the, the effort and uh, you know orchestration that it would take in order to to get all of the physical games redeemable from all you know from the Wii U library and the 3DS library um, could potentially be really confusing and so my guess is that that is going to start with the NX they say okay fresh console we're going to start putting those you know those codes in again or whatever they're going to do couldn't they but here's the thing it's not like okay so when we had the club Nintendo. It was the codes. Like we had to put the code in and then and then fill out the survey and all that. And it, that seems to be completely gone with this. They're not making us do that. Couldn't technically they put like a barcode scanner into an app and then you just scan the barcode for the game? You could, but then you could just take that app to a store, right? And so I, I yeah, think that's true. So it'd have, to, it'd have to be like a scanning a code that's in the insert that you would only right. have once you own it. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's and true. for them to only, you know, even if it was like starting with Star Fox Zero, you know, you buy you buy that one and oh sweet, it's got a my Nintendo code, and then you go and buy like Pikmin and Animal Crossing and all the you know, all these things. Like, how come it, these ones don't have codes? And it's just really confusing. Yeah. And so to just say yeah, right. digital only for now. When NX yeah. hits, maybe we'll get those codes again. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but that makes right sense. On. So yeah, uh, I also I also did again that online instant download thing is crazy cool. It's um, awesome, very awesome. Right. So and then one more thing I wanted to mention before we move topics. Um, there was a there was a re- re- there was a reward 
that costs no coins. Have, did you notice that? Oh yeah, the uh, the three D or the Flipnote Studio three D, right? Flipnote Studio three D. I assume Bobby and Zach got them from Club Nintendo like I did, but I did, Justin yeah. wouldn't have had that opportunity because he didn't have a three DS yet. That's right. Yeah. So Justin, did so, you did you redeem that? No, but now I'm going to. Yeah, it's totally free, dude. <laughs> actually, no. I think I actually did redeem. I think I. I think we got offered it some time ago, actually, because I think I actually have it on my 3ds. Because, I just tucked it away. Let me check now. Because previously, this app, this app has never been for sale. No, it's only available to Club Nintendo people before Club Nintendo shut down last April. Mm-hmm. When I think you people got codes only if they've had a 3ds registered. And Justin never had that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Because the new 3DS was not, you could not pair that to Club Nintendo. I have, I have Flip Note Studio 3D already. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe there was a little overlap there or something. I don't know. There was, it was actually, I think when Club Nintendo was leaving, if you didn't have it, you were able to get it. That's right. Oh, okay. Because I ended up. Uh, wanting two copies of that back then because one for me one for one of my kids who likes is uh is a wannabe artist but i think i ended up buying someone's code on ebay for like four bucks nice you mean i can sell my code that, that's probably <laughs> against the terms of service i don't know but that's fine uh right and on those, those codes do expire so yeah. So yeah. So basically, we have uh yeah. So that's that. Any anything else before we move on, guys? No. Like I said, I thought this would uh, take up a fair bit of our conversation. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So uh, the only other piece of news we really have here, Justin, there's this banner. Nintendo brings Summer of Zelda section to mobile eShop. This has this disappeared? It seems like it's disappeared I since then. Don't know. If, I I think if you go to so if you are on the mobile device and you go to the eShop, uh, I was Nintendo on there before eShop, and it wasn't really. Yeah, I think it was on there, and I think they took it down. But So we actually got hit up with a question saying, like, hey, have you guys heard of this? Uh, my answer was, like, no. But I think what we're seeing is a potential that um, Nintendo may have some stuff planned, and a Summer of Zelda would be just pretty fantastic. Um, so I don't think... I think initially I was hearing it in the UK, and yeah. people from, from Europe were, were posting stuff about it, that it was coming. Um I think it's a good idea, and they, obviously, it. I mean, it's the 30th anniversary of Zelda. They got to do. I mean, we. They, I'm sitting here saying like, oh, they got to do something, but they've been doing a lot already with Zelda stuff. Um, uh, it just makes sense to me, you know. It, it gives us the ability to like buy up all the Zelda games that you can. Yeah, and some kind of like one, some kind of massive compilation, you know, download or whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully, you know, it, I think get their eighty coins. Yeah, it may have been, and, <laughs> and actually, you know, to be honest, Jesse, actually, that may that may be it. Like they may they maybe do some of these things as bundled ideas. Yeah. Right. So you know, pick up the entire Star Fox collection for ninety five dollars digitally. Yeah. Right. So just give me Skyward Sword in a more reasonable price range because I really don't want to pay seventy eighty bucks for this game and. And I, I listened to reviewers and, and walked away. It's one of the games that I walked away from on the way. And I just was like, okay, I'm done with my system. And I packed it away and I never went and bought it because the reviews were kind of beating it up pretty good. And I would like to go back and play it. So I would love for them to just put it on the Wii or the Wii U and just say, here, you can buy it for 20 bucks or whatever. Mm, yeah. and 
Right on. Yeah. So, and I, I, I looked, I followed the link, um, to the NeoGAF thread where this was posted and it says, surely this will be followed by the fall of Metroid. So, uh, <laughs> nice. look forward to Wait that up. as well. Uh, let's it's get into right, what- up, right up there with uh, tingle games from mobile. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right on. Let's get Don't into what we've been playing. It. Shall we do it? All right. So, uh, Bobby, we uh, we have a tradition of letting our guests go first for what we've been playing. So, yes, what have sir. you been playing this week? Um, like past- I said earlier, I, I got Zelda Picross, and I, I hear Jesse always talking about Pokemon Picross when I listen to you guys. And so, I was like, I got to get this game because I got to see what the rave and the range is about because I'm not a big Pokemon fan. So, I didn't get that version, but I got this and I was like, I can see why he's addicted to it because this is a lot of fun. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Zelda Picross this week. Um, Fire Emblem Fates is like eating up my life. And nice. it's such a good game, you know, and I'm on Conquest now. I beat Birthright and Conquest is whipping me hard. I mean, it is, it's a tough game. So uh, they eliminate the grinding aspect that is with Birthright, which makes it more difficult, but I like the challenge. It's a lot of fun. Um, but for me and me to a move. But other than that, that's pretty much where I'm at right now this week. Right on. Uh, yeah, I've been playing. I I, uh, I played a little bit of. I haven't pl- gone back for a few a few weeks with uh, with Conquest, but that game is yeah. Birthright. I really enjoyed Birthright. It was yeah, like very too. cool. To you, did it feel like that story? Like you weren't getting the whole story though. Like I almost felt like when it ended, I was like, "Am I missing something here?" Like it like like it almost seemed like the path that I had gone on, like I didn't get to know some of the characters as well as I would yeah. hope. And I'm wondering the if point of revelation. Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if yeah. part of, part of the character, uh, the character moments, if they had, if they saved some of those for revelation, uh, I think possible. It's, it's definitely, there's definitely something weird about both games, you know, like specifically something- like the, what's the, what's the girl's name? The, the blue hair girl, Azura. Is that her name? Yes. Yes. Like yes. her particularly, I'm like, I don't, I don't really understand this character at all. Like very they mysterious. That, yeah, they left me hang with that in Birthright. And I was just like, they always edge that there's something with this girl and you couldn't figure it out. And then, you know, I assumed originally I was like, oh, well, she's Hoshiden. So maybe if, when I play the other side, it'll become more relevant. And it's not, it's like, I'm playing Conquest, and it's just as much mystery to me now as it was there. I'm hoping with Revelation that that's like you're saying, like that, boom, here's the big reveal that here's why she's weird and and quirky and just like a loner, so to speak, and doing weird things and not explaining why it's happening. Yeah, definitely. I I was just like, I walked away from Birthright a little bit. I love the story. I felt like, and I feel like the story of Birthright was better than Conquest, but it's just yeah. There's just something that's just like this is weird. I don't get it. So mm-hmm. yeah, very revelation cool. just opens it up for me a little bit. Very cool. Right on. So uh, as well for me, other things that I've been playing. I downloaded Earthbound. Um, I am now. Was did that come out this week or was that last week that that came out? Last week. It was last week. It was so like since our last episode. So I did. I yeah. I started playing that and um, 
uh, Justin, have we announced this? Do we announce this? Can I just we announce it now? You can announce it now, yeah. Uh, am I allowed to do that? Okay. Yeah, we've already announced it on social media, but you can oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. See, that's why, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what we <laughs> have you for. friends already know this, but now everyone will. Yeah, so uh, so Earthbound is, um, is this month's Retro Rewind. Or I guess the episode will be at the beginning of next month. So you, everybody, go and download Earthbound either on Wii U or 3DS, and uh, and play along with us this month. Um, so I started downloading that, or I well, I didn't just start downloading it; I even started to play it. Uh, and uh, so I played some of that, and that's it's grindier than I expected, yes. Uh, yes. like to the point where you're like, nope, you can't prog, you can't progress in this game until you like grind up a couple of levels, and that usually happens every single town. Um, you know the thing the thing with that that i like about that game though is it's not your typical grind because your typical grind is you just walk around in circles and you start fighting stuff and that yes that's true but the stupidest thing can wipe you out in a second mm -hmm. so like you have to keep like how many times have you played a role-playing game where you're just like going through the motions pushing the buttons to kind of progress the battle and it's like okay i know what i'm doing here boom 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 and you're done funny you mentioned that there'll be a game yeah. i'm going to talk about that is exactly that yeah, yeah. It, this this one in a split second you could die, and it's like if you're not paying attention to the battle moves back and forth, you can die quickly in this game. Yeah, I, I, I love Earthbound. I uh, yeah, I've been playing that. Like I I am, what's the second town? Tucson, mm -hmm. um, and like I just I just got there, and they're like, oh, you got to go over across the hill or whatever, and to find find this girl, and I'm like, all right, cool, and these freaking mushrooms, man, the yeah. like because like. It's like you're saying, like it, this game, when you're grinding, um, the the enemies are either going to kill you very quickly or you will kill them very quickly. Like there's no middle ground, especially early on in the game. Yeah. And I remember Mother 3 being like that, too, because I have yeah. played through that where it is uh, I actually played Mother 3 before playing this one. And so I almost feel like it's reminiscent, but also like, oh, Mother 3 kind of added a couple of things that I really liked. Yeah. Um, that aren't in this one i don't know if you played mother 3 at all um but one of the things that i loved in mother 3 was the rhythm based battle mechanics so if you if you like press a when you're kind of doing the menus and selecting and going through the the turn base if you push a in the in the rhythm of the music in mother 3 you can get successive hits so it'll like if you keep you can keep doing it up to like 16 times and continuing to hit the enemy um, which is not in Earthbound. Um, I, you know, I, I had that game and I didn't even realize it. And I, uh, <laughs> you just told me something. Now yeah. I actually get back into it. So we're playing it to try that. Yeah, no, it's, and I think there's even like a, one of the characters actually has like a, like a shoot, what's it called? Like a metronome or something like that. And will actually give you the rhythm of the song. And it depends, dep uh, it changes depending on the, the rhythm of the, the battle song that you have, like with different enemies and stuff but but yeah anyway so that's that's mother three but i have been playing earthbound um and i'm looking forward to playing more of that uh and the other thing that i've been playing is nintendo sent us a review copy of hyrule warriors legends and i was hesitant about this game i kind of liked it on like i liked it on the wii u i played through the main campaign never really got huge into the adventure mode but um, like I didn't buy any of the DLC or anything like that, but, uh, and I saw the, you know, the reviews that were kind of saying, this is not a good port and I have the, the new 3ds XL. Uh, so I'm playing it on that. And honestly, I freaking love this game. 
And my my one my one concern, or I guess my one caveat, is that yes, the graphics are not as good as the Wii U. What did you expect? That is yeah. like straight up. That's just what it is. And maybe maybe I'm feeling okay about it because I've never really been. Um, my experience this this is going to sound tangential, but it'll come around. My experience with a with PC gaming has always been that I am putting my settings on low or like medium at best. Right. And so anytime I'm playing a game, I'm playing a game at like the lowest uh, display settings as far as like graphic, you know, like the graphic setting is always on low. And so this is, that's kind of what it feels like with Hyrule Warriors Legends where you're playing Hyrule Warriors Legends, but the, the graphic settings are turned to low, right? You're not on ultra, you know, graphic settings like it would be on the Wii U. It's on low settings. So there is that pop in. There's um, a lot of the things like if a bridge is destroyed, it'll kind of like show the bridge and then a puff of smoke. And then all of a sudden the bridge is destroyed. And it's like, well, that was lame. That's, you know, and, and it doesn't it doesn't look great, but you get it right. Yeah. Um, and I think that you need to go into this knowing that it's a port. This is would this game be better if it was a ground up, from the ground up, the game was created, you know, from the ground up and to, to have it tailor made for the 3DS and designed from the ground up. Yes, absolutely. It would be better that way, but it's not. And some of the, some of the things that they've done in order to accommodate the 3DS, I actually find are kind of endear, endearing in their own way, where, for example, uh, a lot of what they've done is for for like the the little minion enemies that are running everywhere. Um, it almost has this feeling of like shoot, what's it called? What is the 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 style called? Um, I'm thinking like Killer Instinct or like Donkey Kong Country, that sort of graphical style. Um, like like a like it's like a photo of a of something but it's not being rendered. It's like an image. What is that? Like how they, how they pulled off donkey Kong country pre-rendered pre-rendered. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's all like pre, it almost looked like, looks like pre-rendered um, things there. And the animation for to, in order to get all of them on screen at once, uh, the actual enemies, not the entire screen, but the enemies are animated at a, at a slightly lower frame rate. So it also it almost looks like a sort of Harryhausen uh, stop motion sort of animation for the for the enemies, which I, I maybe this is me with like rose colored glasses coming in and saying that this look this is amazing. Obviously, they're doing what they can with the hardware, but I think it ends up looking cool in its own way that maybe it's not, you know, like the sort of very old school Harryhausen stop motion, like the the skeletons moving um, that kind of claymation type motion. That's almost what the frame rate reminds me of, which is, it, it just looks cool. I like it. Um, as far as the actual content in this game that I don't think is getting nearly enough, um, enough note, I guess, is that this has all of the content, including all the DLC from, uh, from the Wii U version, all of the DLC from the Wii U version, plus additional characters and missions on top of that. So this it has got a ton of content in there from day one, right? Like you've got the entire campaign plus additional missions, plus new characters who are, you know, one of my favorite characters to play as actually is Linkle. Um, she's got this really, you know, she's got like twin crossbows 
and it the just the mechanics are really awesome like imagine you know link is kind of a, a traditionally like a melee character um imagine if instead you know like linkle is more of a ranged character with like the crossbows and uh it, really really fun to play as really really enjoy her so it's uh i'm i'm n- probably i'm a little over halfway in the campaign i think um and i've been doing the the adventure mode it's it is the perfect game for like a commute for like like i take the bus to school every day and i get on the bus and i open my 3ds and those missions take about half an hour right and my bus ride is about half an hour and so like i guess the missions are maybe 20 minutes right um so it's like perfect i just go in there and if it's a really short mission on the adventure mode map then i get two missions in on my commute uh on you know on the way to the school and it's awesome like i i really really enjoy it and i i don't it's funny because marty from uh, reactor radio and i had a conversation on twitter about this this week and it's interesting to me i i the best way i can compare this is the xenoblade chronicles 3d release for the new for the new 3ds um if you go and look at footage for that game that that game looks like garbage right like it like it just does not look good on the 3ds it's part of it is that that game didn't necessarily look that great on the wii uh like it's not a graphical uh you know wonderful display of graphics whereas hyrule warriors actually really was um but it's amazing to me that xenoblade seemed to get a pass with reviewers on its graphical uh on what that game looked like and yet hyrule warriors seems to be getting panned for it i think part of what the problem was uh is that they actually released this on the regular 3ds and people saw how it runs on the regular 3ds and said wow this is garbage therefore it soured the entire experience for you know even people on the regular 3ds so i don't know i i really really like it and i think if you haven't played it on the wii u and you have a 3ds and you're interested in it don't buy it if it's on the regular 3ds i think that that's a given it should be just it shouldn't have been released on the regular 3ds it should be a new nintendo 3ds only but if you have a new 3ds and you didn't play it on the wii u that's uh i think you definitely it's def there's so much content there it's definitely worth it uh my only my only regret with not paying for this game instead of, and getting um, as much as i love having a a review copy is that the review copy didn't come with any of the codes to uh for the wii u version so i don't have those characters on the wii u version to try those out but i'll probably be buying the dlc pack so that i can at least get the other characters um at some point so so yeah that's that's hyrule warriors legends i don't know any questions about that from you guys in the room? nobody okay <laughs> silence nope. that's that thank you i i, I, exa- think, I sorry i was it. i was trying to fumble through my mute button i apologize no worries that. um i think you know you do raise a good question about you know the unfortunate kind of this the mismarketing i guess sometimes of like the new 3ds versus the 3ds and and how like joe the consumer walks in or, or mom the consumer walks in to try and you know get their kids a game and and oh well this should be fine right but yet that experience be tainted very quickly well, and I think I think too that now that I say that, uh, this game probably would have been a bigger flop if it was new 3DS only, right? Like I yeah. do, I can't imagine that Xenoblade was a huge success on the new 3DS. Um, I think the, it probably got, you know, I think that a lot of people were excited about having a new 3DS game 
you know, and, and having that be an exclusive, but I, it probably would have sold even less. So, but, and, and then that also leads to the question is uh, almost like, is it ethical to, to have people buy this game when it performs so poorly on the regular 3DS? You know, like, is it even like, is that goodwill? Is that building goodwill for those people who went out and bought it and it ends up not being very good? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's that. I, I really, really enjoy it. So, uh, Jesse, what have you been playing? Good, sir. Okay. So I also bought Earthbound for 3DS, even though I already had it for the Wii U, but I haven't started that yet. So I did launch it and played a little bit with the, uh, with the pixel perfect mode. Yeah. And, uh, it, it definitely looks nicer with, with it on. And, uh, you know, unlike the Game Boy and Game Boy Color pixel perfect modes, the um, the visible height is unchanged and you only lose maybe an eighth of an inch of the width. So you don't lose, you know, you don't lose a lot of real estate by turning it on. So I would, I'd recommend you just turn it on. Okay, I'm going to ask a dumb question because I was only slightly paying attention. When we've talked about it before. Um, <laughs> pixel perfect... <laughs> Pixel perfect mode. So what is this and where do I do that? It's in the settings. Okay. Of the game? Or just in general settings? Well, just for the Super Nintendo games, um, it'll be, there'll be a button in where you have your save states. Okay. There'll there'll be a button there to go to options and then you can turn it on and off. For like the other emulators, like Game Boy, Game Boy Color. And did we just lose Bobby? I'll bring him back. Do you need to pause? I'll pause. All right. We'll hope that Bobby comes back. Uh, okay. We're back. Uh, Jesse, so as you were saying. Pixel Perfect is what he was saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I don't remember where I left off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you were telling the fans how they can get Pixel Perfect. Oh, yeah. So yeah, in, in any of the Super Nintendo emulated games, you know, if you go in, there's an options button in the, in the bottom screen where you, you would normally have the save state options and in, in there you're able to toggle per- pixel perfect mode on and off and you know it, uh, so it just it doesn't it won't stretch it as wide and it doesn't you but it, i think it i think it looks better with it on and in comparison like game boy and game boy color also has pixel perfect modes but in order to activate them you have to press uh start or select while the game launches it's kind of a weird way to do it so you, you actually have to leave the game and come back into it to change modes. Mm-hmm. Where in the Super Nintendo games, you can just toggle it as it as you wish. Right. Anyway, so what the first game I played is was released this week on the Wii U is Six Hand Video Poker. Oh, <laughs> and it's uh, have you have you played like? like you know, video poker at the casinos. Uh, a little bit. Right. Okay. So the way six hand video poker works is it's, uh, you know, normal video poker is done like draw poker. You're, you're dealt five cards. You pick which ones you want to keep. The ones you, ones you don't want to keep, you throw away and then you get more cards to replace them. And then you, based on your hand, you win or lose. Okay. In six-hand poker, it starts out the same. You're dealt five cards. You keep the cards you want to keep. 
and then but you those cards are kept six times and it's like now you have six decks of cards where the first five cards pulled were the same five five and then so the remaining 47 cards are have different shuffles so so you have like six different tries to get whatever hand you're looking for okay so you it's possible to win all six is it possible to lose all six or mix and match? You know, normally, you know, in cas- casino video poker, it, it, it's jacks are better, which means you have to have a pair of jacks to just break even. Mm-hmm. If you have a, if you have a pair of tens, you lose. But here, it's, it, any pair is considered is, is considered a win. And uh, it, the interface is kind of ugly. You know, I took a few pictures of it and put it on Twitter. And it's really loud and noisy and kind of annoying. And in fact, there was one 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 screenshot I took. Of, I think I had I don't remember what it was. I th- I had four hearts, and saved all, saved the four hearts, and I ended up getting three flushes out of the six. But I ended up having duplicate cards played or something along those lines. So two out of the six cases had duplicate cards that shouldn't have existed. Okay. So I think the game has maybe got some bugs in it. Hmm. But I, I just thought that was kind of amusing. Okay. Another game I picked up also on the Wii U is Pixel Cross. Well, wait. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about Pixel Cross. Okay. Interesting. It, no, it, it, it's Picross. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's it's except for unlike the previous Picross games that we've been were used to on the 3ds, this one's not made by Jupiter. It's made by another by someone else, and uh, the interface isn't as solid. It, it it wants to try to do the bigger puzzles and really early, like like the third puzzle was like. 20 with like 35 by 10 or something like that right you know so which requires you to zoom in and then scroll up and down and that's as you're if you like want to draw a series of squares you put your put the stylus down and scroll it up and let the, the whole board scroll down to, to grab them all it scrolls a little bit too fast and i ended up getting Dings on my puzzle is because I ended up drawing a box on squares I didn't want it to be drawn on. Hmm. Just because it scrolls so fast. So I think it's got some, uh, you know, some interface problems. You know, each puzzle has a time limit and that if you can get before the time you get an achievement or a point, whatever. And then if you can do it without making an error, you get another point, and there's a third one, third point per puzzle. I don't remember what I've seen before. Yeah, I've only played it for about 20 minutes, you know, on, on Friday last week. In fact, I streamed it on my on my YouTube feed, and all the actions on the gamepad, and there's very little going on the TV, so it's probably the worst game to stream, hmm. which makes it funny. That's awesome. Yeah, right on. Yeah. On 3DS, I also got the my Nintendo Picross, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. That's the long name. 
and I, I played through the whole thing in like eight hours, a little bit around eight, eight hours. Oh wow! Yeah, you know what? The, 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 you know this. It brings back the three main modes that all the other Jupiter-based games uh, had: normal Picross, Mega Picross, and uh, Micross. Or I don't remember what the third one's called exactly, but that's where it starts with an eight by eight puzzle. You solve that, and then each cell from that is its own ten by ten puzzle. Mm-hmm. So it's like solving an eighty by eighty. Right. So when I finished that, it was just a little over the hour mark. It was like I think it was sixty-eight minutes. Then and then each puzzle in the in the Zelda game lets you. Each completed puzzle turns into a stamp that we can post on Miiverse. Hmm. So I I I. I I I made a made a stamp of my eighty by eighty by eighty picture, and said sixty eight minutes and sent it. And I looked at other people's times from when they submitted it. Most people landed in the hour and a half to two hour mark. There were a few under an hour. There was one poor guy out there who t- took him four hours to do it. Oh, I'm like, ouch. That's brutal. But. Uh, but congratulations for hanging on. But <laughs> that's almost like it's almost more of a badge of honor at that point. Like I struggled through it and made it. I am going to finish it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, I I marathon that one. It's just like I normally do with pick with the Picross games. And yeah, it's short. It's you know the the main the the main uh, like the Pokemon one had like three hundred puzzles something like that. Mm-hmm. But you also spent thirty bucks on it if you played them all. Right. This was free, so you got you know forty five puzzles on your main mode, and then the same forty five puzzles in the Mega Picross mode, mm-hmm. which they're, they're still just as fun to do it again and with the alternate rule set. So, like I said before, with the Pokemon Picross, if you like Picross, check it out. Nice. And then one more game. I actually played the games this week. Also, it was released on the 3DS. It's called Justice Chronicles. Wow, that is generic. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you, you you summed it up. Oh, that's just. But you know, it's it. Uh, I think it was, I think it was originally a mobile game. That was oh wow! Sorry. Yes. Before you continue, I'm just looking at your uh, at your Miiverse. I was trying to find it. Uh, that's pretty impressive. That's kind of cool. Those bigger, those bigger puzzles. Yeah, uh, I like I like doing those big puzzles. Those are cool. I like that a there, lot. There, there was only five of them that were twenty five or twenty by fifteen. You know, the big big one. Yeah, I wish it was more of those. How many of those big ones did they have? Five. Oh, that's too bad. That's yeah, most, cool. Though. Most like of them. Uh, what fifteen? Ten by ten? No, thirty ten by ten. You know, most of them were 10 by 10. Then there was a most smaller set that were 15 by 10, 15 by 15. And then the last were 15 by 20. Cool. Right on. Anyway. So Just, Justice Chronicles. It, it, it <laughs> is, you know, it kind of looks like a Super Nintendo RPG. Hmm. And it's got, you know, the story is actually kind of obscure. And, and which is probably the only thing really keeping me going because other than that, it, the game's kind of boring. Uh, because you know the, this this game, as you go through this game, 
you don't buy better equipment to re-equip yourself. You, it is constantly having you upgrade your previous equipment. Mm. So, you know, it starts off with, you know, you have to collect 10 fragments of this rock as a, a mission. You, you, you turn them in and you get one bigger rock. But after doing that, the smaller rocks now are purchasable in stores. So you don't have to go around and regather all the small rocks to up, use to upgrade your gear. You can now buy what you need. Mm-hmm. So you, it's getting works both ways. And, uh, and it has a, an auto battle mode that I, I think I've, I use almost probably, probably 95% of the trash random fights. I just go auto auto fight and then it go and I'm able to win if this you know two or three different specific monsters show up and I have I know I have a hard time with then I'll actually pick pick and choose my attacks but other than that it's mm-hmm. really you know I we only really had to think about it with bosses and it's got you know your normal uh plot twists that you'd expect from RPGs like Oh, these people that you thought were your friends were your are actually your enemies. And oh, these people you thought were your enemies are now your friends. Shocker. Nice. Why am I not, why am I surprised? Anyway, so I'm I think I'm about halfway through it. Because there's a if there's a one of the menu options is the story, which just gives you a really high level part of the story. And they've got I think it was forty five uh pages of story elements mm-hmm. i think i'm i think i'm in the 25 to 30 range right now so i'm past the halfway mark and i'll probably you know go through it for the next i'll probably finish it up you know i've only been playing it for maybe two, two or three nights and i'm already like eight eight hours in very cool right so, on um so I, th- I think that's everything i've been playing cool um, I'm going to pause this again. Um, all right. Um, uh, I'm not sure why if Bobby's going to be back, but with this train keeps moving. Uh, Justin, what have, you been, what have you been playing, dude? Sure. So I am uh, much like everybody else in this conversation, apparently, am playing Earthbound. Um, I'm not going to jump in and spoil anything for it. I will say the following, though. I have been playing it for an hour and a half, and I really love this game. Nice. I I don't know why, but there's something about it that's really very cool, and I'm connecting with in a way that RPGs typically I don't really connect with. Um, but it's very cool. I really enjoy it. There, you know, there's something about this game, um, and uh, as far as you know, we won't spend any more than this on it. But uh, that it is so it it has heart. That yes. you know, the Mother series has heart where a lot of other ones they try but they fail or not that they fail but earthbound makes them look like they fail you know the just mother like series chronicles <laughs> yes earthbound versus justice chronicles uh you know there's no competition there that that is that is my big impression from it is that it has heart in a, in a big big way and and i think that is that's what i really enjoy about it so uh, so far at least and and just the weird sort of it's like this world this is what the world would look like if a child told you what the world was and then somebody fleshed out that world based on what the child said 
Uh, I feel like there's there's a certain element like that to it. It's it's just great. It just gives me and honestly, I uh, I I went back and and started another playthrough of Mother Three as a as a sort of just to remind myself of that. And that game is that game has so much heart too. Again, so oh, I I, I am excited for this month. Uh, this is going to be a good month for for retro rewind. So uh, right on. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over your thing there, but I I just. I love it. So. it. It it really it really it's so it's so great and it's and uh, yeah I just I just really enjoy playing it like it's just mm-hmm. yeah right on uh, sweet so uh, let's head into do we want to do this uh, should we do it community spotlight yeah let's do yeah it, just right? in case Bobby doesn't get on here I just want to make sure we give sure Bobby some I'm credit. gonna uh, I'm gonna just uh, play D. this okay yeah do it there bumper oh. Right, so that's I mean that's not actually the one I want. I ha- it used to have a cool one, but that's well that'll work. Yeah. The show's not over. That's no. I guess <laughs> just to be clear. That's usually yes. what you hear, but that's not. Still case. up and running. Um excuse me. Community spotlight. Uh I want to talk about so obviously Bobby had an internet issue. Um uh I could, could try and connect. Um so I wanted to just still do the community spotlight forum. He may jump back in. But Bobby does a podcast called the Geek Guru Podcast, um, which is really awesome. They record every Saturday, and it's three to four friends coming together. And they talk a lot about kind of, you know, what you're geeking out about, what you're playing, um, kind of sessions like us. And, and they, they again, have great, healthy conversations about Nintendo, about, you know, video games in general. Oh, actually, speaking of, I think he might be coming back. Hot dog. Bobby. Where are you, Bubby? Bubby! <laughs> where are you, Bubby? I don't know where that came Bub- from. Bubby! He's going to come back and like uh, listen to this and be okay. like, what in the world? What's Where's my video? Where's my call? Where's my thing? Where is it? Okay, add to call. Here we go. I'm going to add Skype, Bobby. Hold on a second. This is such a good... Re- should I pause this? No. Nah. You probably should. You may want yeah, to. You, should we do that? Yeah, I, I could, yeah. Okay, okay we're back. All right, okay. so Bobby's back. He is having some technical issues, and actually his yeah. Skype... Uh, image has a is a like a warning sign so bobby <laughs> radioactive <laughs> sign tell, talk to us about community spotlight before we lose you in the great eastern yeah. East Coast storm well first i apologize we're having a storm and I, I i lost my internet in the middle of all this so i jumped on my phone real quick to come back in but um anyway so what i do is i I'm a, i started out doing a youtube channel uh called the geek guru and it's basically I was just doing all kinds of geeky, nerdy stuff like conversations. And I was trying to follow like um, Andre the Black Nerd, like that t- style of stuff. And then I realized really quickly, like I'm not made for that type of stuff. So I wanted to still do commentary on things. So I continue to keep going that direction and doing different commentary things and all that. Like, you know, whatever, maybe like video games or, or Batman or comic books or whatever geek culture I could get myself into. And then essentially, um, as time moved on, I moved into a podcasting realm because that's really what I always wanted to do um, and what made me drove me to do all this in the first place. So I teamed up with a good friend of mine, Toby Thornton, who lives in the United Kingdom, and uh, Alan Paxton, who lives in Scotland. And well, Toby's in England, but it's all the same thing pretty much. And um, (laughs) (laughs) someplace over across the pond, I don't know, whatever it is. And Uh, uh, Justin was there last month, he should know Europe. Yes, it's all one thing. 
It's all the same thing. It's all, you know. Um, it's <laughs> Send rain, your emails to weather. It's all the same stuff. And uh, so then uh, we, we started this podcast called The Geek Cast, and we've been rolling with that. And then um, we, we just added a, a fourth member to the team, um, Holly Lake, um, who's also in England. So it's basically one American fighting the Revolutionary War all over again every week um, where we talk about geek culture and things like that. Toby loves when I mentioned 1776, he gets all, all up in arms. <laughs> and uh, so essentially that's what it is. And then last week something happened and that was Justin came on my, on the, on the show. And afterwards we, we discussed it. Like we had talked for a while and stuff. And, and after we got off the air, we started to talk, it hit me. And it was just like, I'm doing 90% Nintendo stuff anyway i don't know what's kind of holding me from going 100 percent nintendo and i think it was just myself more or less so when i got done talking to justin i came downstairs and i talked to my wife and i was like hey i got this idea i want to start a second youtube channel and i'm actually going to change i'm going to you know i'm call myself the key guru i want to call it the nintendo guru and i'm going to do Night, you know, it'll be a hundred percent Nintendo content on that channel. So the idea is, and this is the first time I'm announcing this, and I told Justin I was going to announce it on the show. Was my idea is, I want to do the Nintendo Guru, so everything Nintendo will be on that one, and then it'll still allow me to do my geeky stuff. If I want to talk about Batman versus Superman or whatever, maybe I can do it on the Geek Guru channel. Um, so I'm going to kind of like play both sides at first and some of my Nintendo content will still show up on that channel, but I'm starting to lean heavily that way. Um, I actually signed up for the Nintendo creators program. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then just hopefully grow it and, and continue to go. And I can actually just keep doing what I'm doing and enjoying, you know, talking about Nintendo and all that stuff. So, but I will expand in with that, with this as well. Cause I thought about, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a full bore, so I'm going to start doing like reviews and things of that nature as well. And, and to, and I've already got like theme stuff that I'm doing. Like every Wednesday I do, um, NES day, um, uh, Wednesday. And so I grab an eight bit game that meant something to me and I talk about what it means to me and all that stuff. And then on Fridays I've been doing like an Amiibo customizer spotlight and I'm going to continue to do that. Oh, cool. But that stuff will move to the Nintendo guru channel. Right on, man. Yeah. There, there is a ma- you know, there's amazing stuff that Bobby's been doing over there on the geek guru channel. Obviously that that's kind of where I found your work, Bobby and your yes. passion for amiibo stuff is just incredible. Um, yeah. you know, having the customizers on there and, and kind of connecting with amiibo artists is just incredible stuff. Um, I do kind of love the, your dynamic on your podcast because you know, you, not everyone agrees with each other, which is kind of great. There is a, yeah. you know, there's this kind of, uh, rivalry in some ways, uh, which I think is fantastic, but you guys definitely soak right in. This is the thing we were talking about on your post show, right? Is you guys soak in or you do a lot of Nintendo coverage, right? To the point that, that it makes sense to make that transition. Now there is another kind of podcast you have in your wheelhouse as well that Nintendo fans might be interested to know. So I don't know if you want to share that as well. Yeah, that's, that's called the ink strike podcast and it's a splatoon centric podcast. That one we do bi-weekly. Um, that's with myself um, Mark, who was also on the show last week with you, um, who has his own podcast called the Warp Whistle Podcast. Um, and then a friend, a friend of ours named Joe, 
and the three of us get together once every other week and we we do splatoon centric podcasts it's a little tough because there's you know obviously there's not a whole lot going on with splatoon we're kind of poised for perfection when splatoon hit two hits but right now we're kind of like in murky waters so to speak um but we do this thing where like we all where they like to, to troll uh-oh Oh, you a weapon that I really don't like and, and use it for the two weeks and then I have to come back and report and tell everybody how much I hate this weapon and such so uh, originally I thought it was going to be a great idea and then it turned into I, I, essentially it works out because people enjoy hearing me complain about these weapons but I you know I really thought at first I was like this is a great idea I get to try different weapons and then I was just like, I stink at using these other weapons, and I hate it. So that's essentially what it turns into. But that that podcast will actually be on the Nintendo Guru side, and that'll strictly be over there. So that's that's kind of I'm kind of excited about that as well, too. Yeah, a lot a lot of just awesome awesome content to to Thank have you. you guys in there as well. So for anyone who's listening, there are there are three podcasts for you to to potentially subscribe to. There's a Geek Guru, there's a Nintendo Guru, which you guys don't have you haven't had your official first episode yet, but check that out very soon. Yes. Um, and then obviously the Ink Strike podcast as well. So lots yes. if you love Nintendo, which is mo- maybe one of the reasons why you found us, I think you're gonna love all the awesome work that Bobby does. And Bobby is super passionate about Nintendo content. Uh, I know recently you made a trip up to the New York City store for the grand opening, shot some video yes. there, came back with some swag and, and yeah. that stuff as well. So Absolutely. super passionate. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Right cool. on. Sweet. Right. Uh, Should we here. jump into this mailbag stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Oh man, I gotta say that my that I always uh, I don't know our bumpers. I just like them a lot. So just in case anybody was wondering if I like my own bumpers, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> right on, Justin. Why don't we uh, start uh, with our first email here? Sure. Uh, so this one's actually from Neil and Neil. We mentioned we had to move you from last week this week, so thanks for being patient. Uh, hello, Nintendo dads. I was just listening to your episode about Amiibo. Uh, so actually, uh, Bobby, this might be a really good one for you to lean into and discuss. Uh, cool. discussing whether you see them more as shelf candy or physical keys to unlock digital content and was wondering if you had heard of the N2 Elite, formerly known as Amigo. It's a nifty gadget about the size of a poker chip that can store uh, data for 200 Amiibo on it. You use an app on an NFC uh, on an NFC-enabled phone to transfer Amiibo data to the device and then press a button on the device to cycle it through the data to select the Amiibo you want it to be on um, on that moment. You can either back up Amiibo data you already own or download data from another Amiibo online. So yes, you can unlock Amiibo paywall content for free. On my shelf, and he gives us a link to that as well, and that is uh, www.n2elite.com. Two is in the number. It says, on my shelf, I have the Splatoon 3-pack Gold Amiibo, Toad, Original 8-Bit Mario, Yarn Yoshi, and Mega Yarn Yoshi, for the kids, honest, yeah, right. We're all like that. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> right. if I could get the digital content without having to shell out for the Amiibo, I would. I don't want to fill my shelves with clutter, no matter how cool the clutter is. Thanks for the amazing uh, podcast week in and week out. And that's from Neil um, Good- Goodall, I believe. And he was actually from the United Kingdom, as I recall. So um, I don't know. Have you guys have you guys heard of this kind of this key before? I have. I have. Um, it, was, it became really prevalent within Reddit for a while there. And um, for myself personally, 
I don't. I saw the thing, and it, it really did nothing for me. Uh, because let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of content with Amiibo. Like, yeah, you can unlock some some suits in Mario Kart. I think Yoshi it unlocks some. You know, well, I know it does. It unlocks a lot of suits in Yoshi. The Fire Emblem games, awesome. That's good content, but. Really, other than that, there's not a tremendous amount of content that I feel a need for these things. Um, I've said all along, for me, Amiibo are basically awesome tiny statues of rare Nintendo products and, and characters that I can never get anywhere else. And for me, that's what got me into it. It's just a bonus that, hey, I can use these things in Mario Kart to unlock some stuff, or in Yoshi's Woolly World, or... Mario Maker or whatever, like, that's just a bonus. But I'm not necessarily into, like, scanning, 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 scanning. Like, that don't do anything for me, so I could care less. Maybe if I was, you know, 30 years younger, it might we, we could talk about it. But at this point, I just look at it as, like, I like having a pit statue. I like having, you know, Fire Emblem statues, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, I have a huge display. I show them off. I have cases for them. That's what I look at when I when I do it. I don't necessarily look at for the content that I'm getting. For someone that is looking for the additional content, then this is right in your wheelhouse. You know, have fun with it. But for me personally, that when I saw it, it just doesn't do anything for me personally. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I said before that uh, in most cases, using the amiibo takes you out of the experience more than gets you into it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy using them unless I really have to with the, you know, the only game I think it made more sense in was Mario maker. Yeah. And as Justin said a few weeks ago, when he was traveling, he didn't want to bring five or six Amiibo with them. The person who would, that's what this is for. But I think for everyone else, no. And again, I, like I've said before too, I think that, um, I really like the figures, but as far as unlocking things, I almost wish that the figure came with a card that had the NFC chip in it. Like yeah, that, cool. that, that would be ideal for me is, is have the figure, put it up on your shelf and then keep like a little, you know, those little, uh, uh, those little like books that my son has been getting into Pokemon cards and he has like that little, it's like a, a card, a single size card. Like it's about that size, but it's like a little book with a bunch of sleeves in it. Uh, like that is what I would really like is to have something like that with all of the NFC chip cards, but looking at my shelf right now, like I've got, I've got the Ness and Lucas Amiibo standing right next to each other. And I'm like, Oh yes. Like that is, that's what I want it for. That is the, that's the big thing there. And I do like having the content I like, but again, it's almost like, you know, going back to our discussion about Mitomo, where it was like, the more I have, the less I want to scan them in because like, Because there's so many of them now that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to have to do that. That's that sounds like work. So, I mean, let's be honest. How many of you guys have saw an amiibo come out and release went, oh my god, I can't wait to to get that to unlock this. Like I've never once gone to the store and said I'm buying an amiibo because I wanted to unlock it. I I actually did. I did for the Roy amiibo for um fire emblem fates and then it oh, work. oh it doesn't work <laughs> right it's like yeah. I, thought the same, I actually thought the same thing i'm not gonna lie i did think the same thing for that one but then when i found it didn't work i was like okay it's like oh that's stupid like come on yeah. the one the one time that i was like yes awesome and then it just didn't yeah. work i was like that's stupid 
but yeah, yeah. uh but <laughs> yeah so that i i and i mean we've gotten this question before too and i i think that that's definitely that's definitely how i feel about it it's just it's uh, they're they're great and some people here's the thing is that some people uh some people really actually do like them for the content and i think that it's great that they have both um and, like i think i think of like for my kids like so there's there's two kind of areas and i think this is your point bob when you said like you know you know roll you back 30 years and you'd be a little more excited for it right so for me as is a where i am in my life i'm like this is cool i have the shovel knight amiibo it's on my shelf that's it right it don't move from there um but my kids are really into amiibo as well and they love going and grabbing them coming over the gamepad and tapping them and seeing the kind of present or whatever it does on the screen that unlocks it and provides that kind of like a little kind of like christmas gift for a moment and i even think of like recently when we were playing the um, mini Mario Donkey Kong Amiibo challenge thing um, that, it's you know, the kids man. love collecting all the Amiibos around the house and sitting beside the gamepad and opening up every level with them. Right. So, you know, again, does it add value? Not a lot, but I think as a parent, I, I can definitely appreciate that. My kids kind of love doing those things. with Yeah. Well. And my son, my son has a little collection of Amiibo and he's just like got them all lined up on his dresser. Right. And he's just loving that. So how can you, how can you say no to that? But it, it's keeping in mind that, that, the the Nintendo is trying to, I think very effectively they are covering a lot of different demographics with this with this uh this product, yep. and so it's spanning that for sure. Good question. Good right question. on. I'll uh, I'll roll into the next one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go goes for it. I, this question is from Alejandro. Goes I have a few questions for this week's podcast. And again, Alejandro, thank you very much for um for you know letting us kind of move your question to next week. I appreciate that. Questions are something I uh, some something f- that I think su- uh, something that I think some are assuming about the NX or are not talking about is voice chat. I was wondering if Nintendo would allow voice chat. Do you think they they have they will have monitored voice chat where they can mute anyone cursing or such things or uh, or such other things or kick them out uh, of that specific match? As parents, are you guys in favor of monitored voice chat? I know Nintendo is more family orientated than PlayStation or Xbox. So to me, it makes sense that Nintendo could do something more like this. So I'm not sure where I lean on the subject. That's Alejandro's statement. And then the other questions are, what's uh, also, what's the biggest third party series you want to see on the NX? And lastly, what would your individual pro wrestling name be? <laughs> wow. I, so there's, there's a, so let's, let's tackle the most important one, the pro wrestling. Oh, My gosh. name would be um, Captain Harry. Oh, good God. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. I, Someone already it, took Jesse the body. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Like Zach, one of you? Oh, I don't know. That's I, I, I have this strange thing where if I am uh, – pressured to be creative suddenly every creative bone in my body disappears come on zach the, i expect more out of the you the ex- the beef welcome I to college actually so. you know what the 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 this is just ridiculous but my my son and i when we play i was playing pokemon and my ma champ is named the cheese nice and so okay. straight okay. up the cheese the cheese and bobby how about yourself uh, I, I would be the Geekinator. That's the Geekinator. The I love it. Okay. <laughs> nice. So when you win, then the cheese stands alone? 
Nice. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There's a title. Yeah. Um, I'm going to flip into the next question. What's the biggest third party you, series you want to see in the NX? Um, for me, ooh, this is tough. Third party. I would like to see, I'd like to see the Batman series. And I know that we had some of it by Nintendo. I know we had the Origins and we had Arkham City, but we didn't get, what was the recent one they had? Arkham uh, Knight. Arkham Knight, we didn't get that one. So I'd kind of like to see that. And also, so it's kind of like, just keep doing that, more of them, but better ones. Well, on the other hand, I don't really want Arkham Knight there because it's already been a year and a half. Yeah. And it'll fall in the same trap that Arkham City has. Sorry, I guess I guess the statement is that if NX is able to develop third-party games like all the other third-party games, what I'm saying is I want the next Batman to be yeah. accessible on NX. I'll, I'll agree with that one. Yeah, you will. Yep. Uh, let's go over to Jesse. I'd like to see Fantasy 15 and Ooh. on this. Oh, yeah. And yep. well, I, I think Persona 5 is probably, I think that might be PS4 exclusive, but uh, so that's probably not no chance in that. But at least 15 is uh, on both. Mm-hmm. Oh, which reminds me, I downloaded that demo last week, I haven't played it yet. All right. Uh, Zach, uh, biggest third party again. I think no. I agree. Or even the those Final Fantasy VII remakes, which are those Sony exclusives. There's uh, a little I bit of rumor because I mean we had Cloud in Smash Brothers. There, so. There's a timed exclusive on PS4, but it'll be on P. I think it'll be on PC and Xbox One as well. So that it does, NX would be a candidate for that. Yeah, yeah, I think that that that's really interesting to me. Um, I. I think that as well as let's let's bring back the good like let's bring back some more Star Wars games. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like that. They have to make good Star Wars games first. Mm. You shut your mouth, <laughs> Bobby. How about yourself? Uh, I'm looking at. I would love to see the Return of Rockstar. I would like to see Grand Theft Auto. I'd mm. like. I'd really love to see Red Dead Red Dead Redemption make its way over. Oh man, let's bring. Let's just get a sequel for that while we're at yeah. it, shall we? Yeah, that'd be exactly like uh, you got to know or you got to not know, but you got to think that they're working on a sequel. So I would love to see if they do do a sequel, see that brought over. Um, I w- for me personally, I'd love to see the return of Madden to to the, you know, to it. I'd love to be playing Madden on my Nintendo system again. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm the, never been a fan of the Madden series that kind of upset me when they stopped releasing on Nintendo. Yeah, that's where they started. Back in the yes. SCNAS days. Yep, exactly. So I would love to see that come back. So there's, you know, those would be my main my main ones that I would be excited for. Cool. Nice. Um, the And the kind of meat of the question is voice chat um, and NX. I will tell you my stance on it. I, I want voice chat to be accessible as a gamer. So as, as a person who plays game, I want games. I want to be able to play Splatoon with Bobby and with Zach and Jesse and have voice chat. We can openly talk about how we're going to whoop somebody. I want that Yeah. from a gamer perspective, from a 35-year-old gamer perspective, I want that. From a parenting perspective where I have a 5- and a 7-year-old who are going to play online games, I want to be able to control – who they are playing with in a safe environment. Yeah. Right. So if they want to play with, you know, Nick or or anyone else, I want to be able to say, like, yeah, they're on your they're on your friends list. We've accepted them. That's okay. They can play together, right? And, you know, in some kind of way, be able to catch 
curse i like curse words like i mean i i'm not i'm not here's the thing i'm not relying on nintendo to monitor my kids playing nintendo games and that someone's gonna curse but what yeah. i do want is a controlled environment where you it's have- not my kids are playing and some douche 15 year old jumps on and decides to call them words that they've never heard of yeah. and have them crying like that experience ain't gonna happen in my house yeah well, um, i think that, i think that's very very easily rectified and that's where they need to lean on DNA and obviously DNA is working with the whole Mitomo thing and all that, but they need to go and they need to in- develop a party chat. And, you know, cause I play party chat on the PS4 and it's, you're bringing your friends in and that's it. That's kind of, you know, like you don't have random people coming in because it's your friends, you know, essentially. So that to me is the answer. They need to develop a party chat system where you can just go through your friends list Invite who you want to invite into the call, and then that's it. Yeah, friends only. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because to be honest, I don't want to talk to random people that I don't know. You know, it's kind of, you know, you have that awkward silence most of the time anyway. So Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Just make it friends only, and I'd be good to go with that. Yeah. Agreed. Anyone else want to lean in from a parenting perspective or are we covered? No, I think think that's absolutely, yeah, where I I am with it too. And just being able to – being able to – have it have it just kind of on an account wide basis you know and i think as well having the option uh you know similar to what they've done with mitomo where where you can ha- it's totally open um i think that not having it a lot of times what nintendo ca- has done before is they create a system that is designed only for children and is so locked down that adults don't enjoy using it because it's too restrictive. And so I think that they also need to have a system in place that can be open that you, if you want to sit there and, and voice chat with strangers that you have that option if you are playing a game with them, but that you're able to turn that off and maybe even have it, it it gets sticky and it gets hard because, because do you make that opt in or opt out? Right. You would, you would want it to be opt from a parenting perspective, I would want it to be opt in, but from getting people to actually use it, you want it to be opt out. And so that's, that's where it, it, if you make it opt in, then a lot of people will never know it's there. But if you make it opt out, then you got a bunch of upset parents who don't know how to turn the dang thing off. Right. And so that, that's, I think where they get, where they get the, uh, the, that's where the tricky part is. Agreed. All right, we got a couple other questions. We're gonna we're gonna power through. Uh, next one comes from Paul. Hey dads, now that uh, now that Super Mario All Stars has been released as a Nintendo Select title, I'm wondering if it's worth uh, to get this title. I already own the original versions of the Wii and Wii U Virtual Consoles. At five dollars a game, is it is the upgrade worth it? Um, I've actually never completed any of these games, so is this a good uh, version? A good way to play through them? Hmm. Back in the ninety early nineties when this launched as an SNES cart, mm-hmm. I would have said definitely yes. Just you know the the inclusion of a game that's never been released in North America before, and the ability to save, which never existed before, were like the two big perks. And then the, the enhanced graphics on the other games were just kind of icing. But now I I still think twenty dollars is too much for that. It it literally should have been an eight dollar virtual console game. 
Yeah, I mean, if you've already got the originals for for either the Wii or the Wii U, and you have access to them, I would just keep them there. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going out and spend like, like you could use that five bucks probably somewhere else, in my opinion. But that's I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else. I, no, I agree. I, see, I would say buy it. That's that's just me. You know, I mean, like, I, I feel like it's part of Nintendo history. It depends. Mm-hmm. I, I get a view of how big of a Nintendo fan you are. You know, if you're if you're a huge Nintendo fan, it's a part of history, and I and I like that it's consolidated all on one disc. I still haven't can... heard yet if the twenty dollar package comes with the art book that came with the original thirty dollar package when it was new. Hmm. I don't believe it I does. I think it doesn't. It's just a no. disc. Yeah, it's then just a disc 20... with the yeah. yeah. It's just a disc with the game, and that's it. It doesn't that hurts. come with the art book and and all that stuff. No. And wasn't the original the same price? <laughs> Like I think the original, like when it was originally released on Wii with the disc or with that, it was like twenty bucks or something. So well, it was it was thirty dollars in in the south side of the border. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was in Canada. Mm. Back I then. actually got mine packed in with my my Mario Special Edition Wii, so I didn't I don't I didn't even know what the price was. I basically got the game for free, more right or less. On. Okay, uh, right on. Uh, I just looked at the time. Good gosh. <laughs> okay, one more email. Uh, one I'm more, gonna... and then we're done. All right, this hey Dad, Chris, I'll read it if you if you don't. Uh, you've read some. I'll read okay, it. Hey, can I'll, I could do it. Share. Hey, yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Whose show do you think this is? <laughs> uh, hey, dads. This is uh from Chris. It says, hey, dads. Uh, this is both of our show. This is everybody's show. This is a community show. Uh, as <laughs> Hey, dads, as I've said before, I've never owned a gaming console other than the handhelds. With this, with the SNES on the 3DS, I am experiencing some games for the first time. I recently fell in love with Earthbound. Now I understand the hype as I have entered Tucson. I love the num- the numbers in the town names, by the way. My question is about the series. I feel the best way to reintroduce the series is on a handheld, but I think they should remake Earthbound in the same 2.5D that a link between worlds was done in. What do you guys think from Chris? Um, I actually love the idea. I don't know if they necessarily need to remake it. Maybe they could remake it, but uh, I think that that would be a really great way for them to do like a mother four. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. I think they're going to release mother three. I, I actually can see them remaking mother three in that style before doing earthbound. I think that actually could be really, really successful for them. To part of the part of the charm of these games is the art style, and yeah, that's true. It'll you know getting those you know trying to turn these into polygonal 3D figures, it, you'll probably ruin some of the charm. I think so. Well, and I mean to a certain extent, like looking at these at the Ness and Lucas Amiibo, the Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers did a good job at at um, kind of you know what's the word adapting them for for the for that game, um, but I definitely I agree I think that there is a certain charm to that art style that would be lost for sure. Yeah, I think for me I'm what made me okay when this game when Earthbound first launched I I looked at it when I was a kid and I was like this is weird. It doesn't look cool. I don't like it. And I put it away and I played a little bit. And I put it away years later. I think that's what made me really fall in love with it because I looked at the art style and I was like, wow, I love this pixel art. And it really drew me back in. So for me, I would prefer just to stay with, 
you know, maybe like you said, if they can ever convince Etoy to write a fourth game to to bring this into the future, and that would be the way to handle Mother Four, I'd be all for that. For me, I would rather just leave three and 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 Earthbound alone and kind of keep it the pixel art because I love the pixel art with this stuff. I think it looks phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah. Right on, man. Very cool. Uh, any any other thoughts on that, Justin? What do you think? Um, I think we should be happy we got Earthbound. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to poke the bear and then be like, no, we're just going to take it away now. Yeah. Yeah. I so. I agree. Right on. Uh, very cool. Well, I think that about does it, Justin. What do we got as at the tail end of the show here? Yeah, a couple of things to make you make sure you guys are aware of just before we head out, guys. Bobby, thanks for joining us. Greatly appreciate Thank it. You. It was awesome. Um, we love what you do, so keep it up. Thank you very much. Uh, next couple of weeks, what we have going on this Sunday, guys, we are going to release our retro rewind where we talk about Pokemon, uh, red, blue, and yellow. Uh, then next week, uh, Randon Arnold will be joining as a guest. He's part of our, uh, Patreon community and he's a podcaster and a YouTuber, YouTuber. So, uh, check him out as well. And then on April 27th, uh, Matt Disden's going to be joining us and he actually has done some audio work, um, the soundtrack for tiny galaxy on the eShop. So we're going to check that out, uh, as well. As Zach was mentioning, our Retro Rewind for the month of April is Earthbound. Surprise, we've been talking a lot about it. So make sure you go over and you check out uh, and download Earthbound. Play along with us. We love playing and hearing your experience as well. Big shout out to um, Adam Leonard uh, from the Mega Dads. So you go to megadads.org. Check out his awesome work and the commissions that he does. Uh, Zach, what else you got for us? Right on. So, of course, if you guys want to check out our one-up box, again, we've got an awesome partnership with them. Use the code Nintendo Dads and uh, get a discount on your first order. And, of course, if you guys want to follow us on all the business and the Twitters and, you know, all the things that you kids do these days, uh, at Nintendo Dads on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you can email us, nintendodads at gmail.com. Head over to youtube.com slash C slash Nintendo Dads. Uh, and that's our YouTube channel. And if you put a slash live on the end every Wednesday night, you're going to find that we are streaming live. Uh, and that's what we do. We record live every Wednesday night as well. If you want to call in, leave us a voicemail and talk to old Winifred or whatever her name is to this week, uh, nine, two, nine, two, five, and that's nine, two, nine, two, five, six, three, two, three, seven. Uh, and you can leave us a voicemail over there. If you want to get some sweet Nintendo Dads merch, head over to tiny.cc slash Nintendo Dads store, uh, as well as huge thanks to uh, OC Remix throughout... Uh, for <laughs> Big thanks to OC Remix for our music throughout the show, as well as to Carter Johnson for our amazing cover art as usual head over to megacarter.tumblr.com and check us check her out and if you want to change the world go over to itunes leave a five-star review written reviews are even better uh and uh, again if you want to subscribe go over to itunes stitcher google play music and of course vgtribune.com for me for jesse for justin and for bobby the geek guru we'll see you guys everybody next week bye-bye Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads.